Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. <laughs> LCS, melts in your mouth and in your hands and your ass. <laughs> I just don't. All right, I don't even know what the, I don't know what that means. All right, Mike Dell, what's up? Hey, not much, Larry. Uh, before the show, we were talking WWE champions, and uh, yeah. I had to I have to let you know I got two bandana tokens today, and nice. a uh, a kilt. So or no, not a kilt. A uh, what else? Uh, an NWO belt. So I had a good day on champion. Yeah, you did. I got a yeah. shin guard today, so that's. that's <laughs> All right. Well, you know what can you do? Yeah. Um, so I need the, three more the, for Balor. <clears throat> the question now is, Larry. I have enough of them uh, bandanas, as much of man bandanas or whatever. To uh, take someone from three star gold to four star bronze, the only guy I have I have Daniel Bryan there, and I love Daniel Bryan, but the other option is I could wait. I got um, Rob Van Dam at three star silver, and I have all the, uh. the capes and the bayonet to get them all the way up to. But it'll take a while to get all the black training points I need, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a tough call. I think hey, I'm gonna uh, go with Rob Van Dam. Uh, it's the whole fucking show. They should have like a Rob Van Dam whole fucking show character on there. That would be nice. Yeah. Um. By the way, did you see? Uh, you know that uh, Akam and Razor guy that they just added. You know, so yeah, uh, AOP, the authors of pain. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a quick update for everybody that doesn't play the game, but. Uh, they took Enzo Amore out of the game. He was so bad in Ring of Honor that Scopely's <laughs> like, no, 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 we got to take him out of this game too. So he's gone along with Alberto Del Rio, and they replaced him with these uh, these douchebags, AOP. But did you see that? Uh, I know the yellow one at least. I don't know which. I don't know which fucking guy is which guy. But the yeah, yellow I don't, guy. I don't know which guy is which either. Yeah. <laughs> But the yellow dude, when you get him to 9,000, he has a fourth trainer-like benefit. So in addition Ooh. to, like, 
in addition to like the yellow move that he boosts up, he now adds one uh-huh. more to like a red move. So like if I put him on Lex uh-huh. Luger, that's pretty deadly. Or Andre the Giant, you know, who uses just red and yellows, yeah. that's that's a pretty that's a pretty nasty uh, trainer benefit. So that means you're gonna start working on this guy now. Well, I already have him at like three stars silver, you know. So, ah, yes, yeah. still a long ways to go. Yeah, because that's what the nine thousand. That's what Enzo was. Yeah, I hear you. The other guy, the green one, I'm I could make him nine thousand right now, but I don't know what he does. Hmm. And I don't like those guys, and I don't want to waste my twenty four million coins on them. <laughs> I also opened up, uh, you know, those little loot boxes for Becky Lynch, that thing they're going on where you, every time you collect 40,000 protein shakes, you get to open a box. Yeah. And, and I opened yeah. it up to, I got 120 uh, Becky Lynch the man shards. So I just need, Ooh. you know, 1,080 more. But, yeah. Uh, I got 1,000 of those two-star token things that you need 6,000 yeah. of to open one of them boxes to get a cane man. <clears throat> <laughs> I saw that uh, they put a, a new Becky Lynch tour up today, and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" And then I went to use yeah. your play, and it was like, "Oh, you got to use the other Becky Lynch." And I'm like, "Well, who yeah, has not, her? Not no, the Becky I've Lynch never gave her. you. <laughs> you have to get yeah. that other. Yeah, I, I don't know how anyone gets that other Becky Lynch. Um, not, well, you you've got to spend you know 650 bucks, and then maybe you'll get a two star bronze one out of her or something. Well, if my history is any indication, you can spend $650 a month off you. Hey, listen to that music, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That music can only mean one thing. Our old friend, our LCS Hockey Radio Show Facebook page curator, Michigan Frank. I like to to refer to him as uh, Director of Social Media. Oh, okay. Director of Social Media, yeah. Michigan Frank. Frank? Here we go. <laughs> there he is. No, no. <laughs> now, Frank, you seem you sound very excited today, so that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. A lot of energy straight out, yeah. of the, straight out of the gate. Now, <clears throat> last week on the show, uh, you, you, were, you kept bugging us saying, hey, hey, Larry's got to give away a Funko. He promised to give away a Funko in a contest. So we we had a little thing at the top of the show where we said, well, if anyone can tell us why Larry originally cut the audio clip for the Xanadu opening song, they can win a Funko from Larry's personal co- collection. Correct. And did and did anyone get that correct, Frank? I'd like to announce the winner. Oh, someone actually won. Yep. Okay, the drum roll, please. Yeah, drum roll. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I got a drum roll, but you got to wait one second because I'm real bad with this. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, let me go up one because he has a couple of drum rolls on. All right, here we go. Long drum roll. All right. Yeah. And the winner is. Joe Blow from Stupid Contest, Mississippi. <laughs> so I guess oh, you're, no. you're saying no one, no one won. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> or, no or are you saying won. no one even guessed? No, no one won. <laughs> no one even attempted to do it. What do you got? That was, that was a terrible <laughs> idea. That's too hard. 
don't, we don't want to be giving away Larry's Funkos, you know? You got to make it a little tricky. I mean, Jesus, I, I, I didn't even know that. Like, I mean, come on, guys, really? <laughs> well, Welcome guess, to the uh, show, Frank. Yeah, should we just keep it rolling week after, like, until someone gets it right, or, or should we reveal the answer and do something else? I think we just well, keep for it this rolling. One? Yeah, like the only way you get a Funko out of Larry is if you answer that question correct. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. Like... Aww. Yeah, like it's, that's a real it's shame. Not... <laughs> well, you, you promised to give away a Funko. You, can't, you cannot lie to your listeners. I don't think it's that hard of a question if people have been paying attention for the last 12 years on the show. I think they can figure it out. <laughs> so... Yeah, not everybody. It's going to work oh, for that. Okay, here, let, let me just tell you guys something. Here, here is the state of uh, of our social media. Okay. Um, not only have we not increased the number of members to the Facebook page, we are losing members. <laughs> now, who would leave after saying they like the page? Why would they then leave? People, people are leaving. That seems, that seems, well, you know. Wait, well, let me, let me, okay. Let, let me put it this way. It's gone down by one. So, actually, maybe two people left and one person joined. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. Never know. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Oh, um, what are you going to do? We we don't want to like ramp up the difficulty to engage with the show. <laughs> I will not rest <laughs> until there are no likes on that Facebook page. <laughs> huh. Why don't we make the call? Well, I don't know what I'm hearing, Larry. I don't know how you're hearing, but what I'm hearing is apparently our uh, social media coordinator isn't very good. That's what I'm hearing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to read between the lines on that, sure. Because <laughs> Frank, obviously... I heard good things about you today, though. Oh, he heard good things about you. What yeah, about good things? I heard you. Uh, I heard you adopted an, an older dog from a shelter, and I was like, "Wow, that is really admirable." And I really, uh, yeah, I thought a lot of you when I heard that. How about that, Frank? It's true. You, you won Larry's respect. Well, it's it's a lot of hard work, so I better get something for it in return. Because well there you go. he's uh ten years old. He's ten years old and he's on uh he's on medication, so most uh most households won't take a dog on like that. So that was one of the reasons we chose from him among others, you know. What kind and, of dog uh, is he? He's the same one as I had before, a miniature greyhound. Oh. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, and he, uh, he's on, uh, I respect it. Thank you. He's on, um, anti-anxiety meds because he doesn't do well around other dogs, and he was in a household with a bunch of other dogs, so he used to freak out. And our our previous dog didn't do very well around other dogs, and we were, you know, a single dog household, so I figured, hey, he'd be, he'd do better, you know, here, and he's fine. Like, I don't know why you would want to, Put him on on medication, so we're just trying to get him off it. So he seems to be doing just fine. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Plus, you know, 
<clears throat> even though it's an older dog, you know, whatever time is left, it's going to be happy time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so. Maybe take him to the massage yeah. parlor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I, well, I posted on the, on the Facebook page uh, a picture of the, the new Pittsburgh Steeler because he's from the University of Michigan. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I turned on the draft for a little bit last night, Frank, <clears throat> and I'd, I just happened to turn it on right when the Steelers traded up to get that kid. Uh, am I correct? His name is Devin Bush. Is that what his name is? Yes. And and did you? He's a oh, what a linebacker. And did you see that outfit he was wearing? Well, he he was dressed up like um, uh, MC Hammer or Deion Sanders, circa 1990. <laughs> it was weird. That's man. true. Yeah. It, it looked like yeah. he had like a shoulder brace on because he had like this the way the white was on the suit. It was very weird. I don't know. It looked like a holster. Yes. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't so know. Are you, either, are you excited that uh, this kid's on the team now, Frank? Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, the Steelers, they haven't been terrible, so they've been drafting, like, you know, around 22, 23, around those parts. And so they, they get decent players, but they don't get, like, amazing playmakers. So they've been – basically, they've just been kind of maintaining their – status quo, so they traded up for the first time since 2003 when they got Troy Palomolo, and they got somebody they considered to be, you know, uh, a high-level performer and playmaker, so, you know, it's, even though they trade away a second and third-round pick, you better, you know, go for broke and try something, you know? Yeah. Was this dude good? Because yeah. I never heard of him until this morning. Um well, they said there are two great linebackers in the draft, middle linebackers in the draft. And the other one went, I think, number five, and then they, they got him at number ten. So, I mean, if he's not good, it's not – I mean, everybody says he's great. So, it's not Steelers' fault. You know? Yeah, that's been the big thing missing from their defense since Paul Amali left is uh, no playmakers. Nothing. You know? Well, Ryan Shazier, but then about, you know, this is pretty much his, re- his replacement – yeah, I get. But if they if this kid's James good, they got that, uh, part two, and they got that T.J. Watt kid, right? He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he did good Bud last Dupree. year. Bud Dupree, he's average. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah they, should, they should be good, you know. So what about uh, Antonio Brown wanting to fight Ryan Clark? <laughs> I, I wasn't From even all aware. Accounts I've seen on Twitter, I haven't seen one person say Antonio Brown would win that fight. I don't think yeah. I won. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's nice that Antonio Brown isn't part of the Steelers. You don't have to deal with his retardation anymore. But yeah, like I would take a, a safety over a wide receiver pretty much every day of the week, right? Just in general. Um, oh, in a fight? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's like 40, though. I don't care. <laughs> he punched a blonde right out of that mustache. <laughs> he punched the highlights out of her hair. Did, did, it, did anything else happen to the draft, Frank, that we should know about? Um, did anybody tackle Bret Hart? <laughs> no. It's, um, it's in Nashville. Like, usually it's in New York City. 
it's in it's in Nashville and one one of my relatives, he's down there in Nashville and he took some pictures and uh he's actually down there to run a marathon and there's a marathon going I said, Why would they have a marathon on the same weekend of the draft? That's not really smart, is it? Yeah, it seems poor planning on part. Because yeah. I don't know if you saw the pictures last night of the crowd, it looked like thirty, forty, fifty thousand people on the in the streets, you know. Well, at least they didn't have to worry about Nashville Predator playoff hockey. That was one thing. Were they they even get in? Yeah, they got in and they got eliminated. So. Oh, okay. Well, let me ask you this. I was thinking. Like, what? Oh, no, go ahead, Frank. Well, I was thinking for the for the contest to win your Funko. I mean, if you guys want to stick with the the Xanadu thing, and you know, but I just thought, you know, predict predict the, the finals, the two teams in the finals, oh. or predict the Stanley Cup winner. You know, that would get a lot of. I, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, it's, it seems obvious, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, maybe maybe more people be interested. All right, let's do that. If you uh, you pick the the Stanley Cup champion, because it's pretty much wide open. There's no favorite right now. Exactly. So, they're all, all the favorites yeah. are eliminated. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, you pick the Stanley Cup winner, post it on the Facebook page or message Frank or whatever, and then you can win Larry's Funko. Does that sound good, Larry? That's fine. <laughs> no one's going to do it. But what if there's more than – now, is, it, is that too easy because you're just picking one team? Should you pick both participants? Because what if we have more than one? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, give us the finalists. And the winner. All right. Oh shit. Okay. So, but yeah, but you, like to, to order in order to win, you know, you got to pick the right winner. But then the the finalist will be the tiebreaker. You see how that works? Okay, so you could technically miss the the loser of the finals, but that's okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Otherwise, if like uh, you know what the most people could possibly win would be seventy six or whatever, and then Larry would have to give away seventy six Funkos. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. He has plenty. All right. He has plenty. I do have a lot. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 And again, if our history of these contests has taught us anything, it's that no one will enter. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so, so, Larry, would you, you like to reveal the reason why you had the Xanadu sound clip? Um. <laughs> it has Larry. something to do with Brandon. <laughs> and. Didn't Brandon cancel one night because he went to see Xanadu, and then the next time he was on, I think I played that theme song. (laughs) Yes, Brandon gave us the hi hat because he went to go see Xanadu. That was the trick. Yeah. All right. I might not have won that, but let me ask you guys this about the draft real real quick. What like what kind of what kind of douche goes to the draft? Like, if you're not working it as far as media goes, or you're not a team owner, if you're just a guy from... What the fuck? I'm just saying, like, is this the same guy that goes to high school football games but doesn't have kids? (laughs) Well, it's it's actually, the draft is a good time for the NHL, because, uh, like, if you just walk around, you get to see a lot of people there, like a lot of hockey folks, and... uh, Yeah, but... it's pretty good. Like all these kids getting drafted, I wouldn't know them if they came up and introduced themselves. <laughs> I don't even know the guys in the NHL now. Like I don't like. Yeah, maybe college football is more popular, but oh yeah, NHL college football like these, these kids getting drafted are all pretty much stars already because college football. But in the NHL, like 
there's only usually like two or three kids that anyone knows, and the rest is just people you won't see for like four years. But I, but we were, yeah, that sounds like we a at, party. <laughs> down in Pittsburgh, we went down to that draft, and uh, that was the the draft where they uh, uh, they traded Jordan Stahl. and we got Brian Dumoulin, and then we drafted uh, Olimata. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he, he didn't pan out. Who was that so defensive? Well, Who Olimata? Yeah, he's got he's won two Stanley Cups. He's been great. Well, I don't know. From all indications on the radio I've heard, like he's been pretty shitty the last year. Well, here's the problem with Ole is uh, when he when he broke into the league, he looked dynamite. He looked like a, a baby Nick Lidstrom. Maybe not that offensive upside, but just uh, just so smart, so smooth. And then uh, he just started getting injured, and he had the cancer. And he's had like two shoulder surgeries, and he had another shoulder injury this year. Uh, so he's only 24 still. Which you know, if you're a defenseman, you're still a baby at 24. So, but he's he's been through so much at this young age. Uh, his biggest problem is he's not a fast skater, and then he's gotten quicker, so he, he kind of you know can be uh, exposed a bit. But he's still a really good defenseman at 20. He's probably going to get traded just because he has value because he is such a young defenseman. So, um, All right. but yeah, I love the Lizanne. Yeah. Who was the other guy you were going to say? Who was the defenseman? They, they had two picks in the first round. They they picked uh, Mata, and then they, they he, he's the other defenseman that they traded to Vancouver. Uh, Derek uh, Pouliot. Yeah. Derek Pouliot. Oh yeah. Right. Derek okay. Anyway. But yeah, it's Yassi Pakinen, or what was that guy's name? Yassi Pakinen, or Yassi Pessinen. Oh, Pessinen. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Pessinen. I don't know whatever happened to that guy. He had that like that music video. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this was back uh, pre Crosby, right? Or is this right when Crosby just came? I think this was Crosby just came in, and it was maybe the first or second year of Crosby. And every Yanni Pesanen, that was Yanni Pesanen. And they're like, oh, he, he's going to be yeah, a dynamite. Good. He was a lighting up the minor later, the Finnish league and scoring or something. So there, everyone's all excited. He has a little theme song. He came up here, and I, <clears throat> I think he had maybe one assist in seven games, and then that's all you saw of Yanni Pesanen. And that other dude, uh, Malkin's buddy, Slotkinov yeah. or something like that? I can't even remember his name. Uh, yeah, it ended in an off. But, uh, yeah, he started that 2015-16 season with him, and I never scored a goal, and got left the team, and then they won two Stanley Cups. So, sorry. That was good. All right. That's all the hockey talk. <laughs> so, again, Frank, what's post going on the Facebook your life? page to win a Funko. Well, he got a dog. Frank got a dog. Well, aside from that, I mean. Oh, oh Frank's thinking about being a slumlord. Right, Frank? What? No. <laughs> Isn't that. A slumlord? <laughs> yes, aren't you looking to be a slumlord? What's a slumlord? Someone who uh, gives people low-quality housing for uh, high like price and doesn't take care of the like property. Like the movie The Super. People. I am not trying to be a slumlord, no. Oh, okay. I, that's just what I heard. I saw Hold it on, like, on. Twitters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking asshole. 
So is there any progress on, on that, Frank? Well, I, I I bid on a building, and uh, I didn't get it. He bid on a building. He's buying buildings, Larry. He's like a little Donald <laughs> Trump. Look at him. He's Trump. Yeah. Where was the building? What area? Uh, South Hills of Pittsburgh. Ah, okay. Century 3, Chevrolet, Lebanon Church Road, Pittsburgh. Is that South Hills? Yes. Okay. All right. So out that way. All right. And, like, how yeah, many apartments actually, in this building? There were seven units in the building. <laughs> Okay. Would you like to tell some of the stories about when you went to visit it? <laughs> Would you like to? No, that that was a different place. Oh, okay. That was a different one. That was the first place I visited. Um, this was the seven unit was actually a very nice actual, you know, built as an apartment building. The first place I went to was a five unit apartment building, but it was a converted house, and it was not good. <laughs> How big was this house? There's five apartments into it. Well, I think what what they did, you had a house and they had um, two two units on the first floor. You had like the the second floor had a unit and then they converted, you know, finished basement, so that's four. And then what they did is I, I think they added, like they built on to the front of the house and added another unit. So it really wasn't not really that crazy to think that you could do that. But um, just uh, one of the tenants was very angry, and he didn't want us to come in. He's slipping out. He's tired of people coming into the apartment. He's a very scary man. And another guy was on oxygen, but he was also a smoker, and those two things resulted in stuff blowing up. He's on oxygen. <laughs> Another guy with some um some pill head like alcoholic who's up all night and like the cops call he gets the cops called on him every night and then the guy in the basement lives below the the pill head and he's moving out because of the pill head because the pill head one night left the water on and flooded the the basement and everything so that was that was great. Uh, now where was this place? What area? This would be in Aliquippa. Oh. I've never been there. I just know that that's where Mike Ditka's from and Mo Damashek. <laughs> I don't know where I'll go there. Frank said when he when he gets his building, he's going to let me live there rent free. How nice is that? Very. That's very nice. <laughs> Can yeah. You put a, yeah. Can you put a decent-looking girl in there rent-free for a couple months until they move in together? Now, now that's going to cost you. <laughs> yeah, that'll cost you. But I, just, I was blown Any away place. by the generosity of Frank to let me stay at his building for free. I mean, what a guy. Just amazing. Yeah. I mean, in the meantime, well, maybe, you know, get him some relief. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I don't have a building. I didn't get the building. Oh. So. Well, so, you keep going till you get that goddamn building. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Michigan Frank's Towers. That'd be great. Um, yeah, you can't. You, you got to keep going. 
what about the pizza stuff? Are you giving up on that? I'm well. I'm can I'm downgrading it to a hobby at this point. Oh, okay. Mm. I think I want to put my money towards real estate at the moment, and then maybe after that I might upgrade back to a business idea. But we'll see. I don't know. But I, I like this real estate idea. I mean, but Larry, would you want to be like a, uh, a manager of buildings? That seems like a lot of headaches, so, though, you know? Oh no, I no. I don't even want to work on shit at my own house, let alone I got to come over because something's not working at your place. No thanks. <laughs> now, now, Mike, are you willing to move out of your current residence? Uh, yeah. I mean, suppose um, eventually, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well. The, keep in mind, the first Frank, month's free. He's saying probably because he knows right now there's not really any likelihood of it happening. But kind of like when <laughs> yeah, you ask him so. to do something, but then when that date really comes around, he's not going to be interested in it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, maybe. At this point, I, I'm not even uh, convinced of uh, getting and moving out of the bed. <laughs> Frank, watch this. Watch this. Mike Tell, what about, like, how about this? I say next April, next WrestleMania, you come over and we watch it here and I'll get you tofu and sparkling waters and shit just to get you out of the house. Yeah, great. How does that do sound? Sounds great. All right. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> never going to happen. No. Never going to happen. I mean, yeah. Look at Frank. He's, he's adopting dogs. He's adopting Dells. Yeah. It's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you adopt me, Frank? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I, I the first month will be free, and then but then the second month, if you don't pay, I got to bring my guy down. <laughs> yeah. But technically, I'm I'm, I'm older than Frank. Can you adopt someone who's older than you? Does that work? I mean, yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. I already, I already, I already got one one freeloader here. I can't, I can't adopt anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about the dog though, right? Not Upper Peninsula cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the new dog, Wally. Wally. Wally, yes. Yeah, that's a good dog name. It's a good solid. Yeah, dog see, name. Frank wasn't sold on the name Wally, but I, I told him I liked it. No, I like it. Look, Larry liked it. Yeah, it has character for sure. Well, everybody distinguished. Everybody likes it at me, and. uh See, when I grew up, there's a guy at the top of the street named Wally, and he was real creepy. So that's oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. There's <laughs> like a Pizza Gate situation going on in Frank's neighborhood. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, what, what else, Frank? Anything else you'd like to tell the kids? Well, I, I, I don't know. You don't talk about it much anymore. You don't talk about conspiracies much anymore, do you? I hear you. Not really. Because <laughs> I'm just, I was just really depressed and miserable, and I didn't want to talk about it anymore. But yeah. Oh well, I don't <laughs> want to talk about PizzaGate, but I mean, I don't know if you noticed already, but like the DN, the Democratic National Committee, like Joe Biden is already their guy again. They're just going to do the same thing they did with Hillary, <laughs> and then Trump's going to win again. Like, do they, are they fucking stupid? <laughs> Tito Joe. 
got he's a pedophile. Don't vote for Joe Biden. He is a pedophile. And, uh, yeah, that's creepy as all fuck. He's a Wally of uh, politics. Well, at the time of the election next year, you know, in November, Bernie Sanders will be 79 and Joe Biden will be 78. Yeah, it, it's crazy. This this whole country. Like, would you trust someone? Like, my mother is what seventy now, and I would not trust her to do anything, <laughs> let alone be president. Like, I hear. Like, listen she, to this real quick. Uh, my, I talked to my mom today. Apparently, she found a mouse in her kitchen, and she was almost crying on the phone and telling me she was going to run a <laughs> hotel room. And I'm like, what? So no, I can't see either one of them leave. You know, eighty-year-olds leave the country. It'll just be more of old white guy bullshit. Yeah, it's uh, they need some younger people, someone who's familiar with the yeah. internet. That's why Hillary had so much trouble with the emails because she had no un- she had no concept of the internet or how it worked. You know, she was she was literally having her maid print out classified emails for her. So let's say, I mean, a lot of people love Bernie Sanders still, you know. Um, Let's say Bernie Sanders wins the presidency and he does two terms. He'll be 87 in his last year. (laughs) 87. He's going to die in office. Spoiler alert, Bernie's not going to win. (laughs) I hate to break it to you. Mm. He's not winning. Well, well, just just do it with Joe Biden. He'll be 86. You think Joe Biden is going to win? <laughs> no, I do not think Joe Biden's going to win. Um, Joe Biden's got a lot of stuff. Not even just the, uh, the the pedophile stuff. But notice when they when the the media talked a little bit about him being creepy, they just did it with some women, like two or three women, and then they had those women <clears throat> say, oh, they weren't all that offended by it. It was just him being touchy feely or whatever. That's that's how you control the situation. You get out and you, you do that. Oh, it's, it's called a limited hangout. But yeah, the real dirt is him and kids, and we'll never hear about that. But there's plenty of videos of him being creepy with little kids, and uh, you'll, ne- you'll never hear them talk about that. But the other thing is he was also running a pay-for-play scheme, a pay-for-play scheme through his kids and uh, one of the Heinz, well, John Kerry's kid, uh, a lot with China money. And uh, but he was using the, the State Department to uh, funnel uh, like money would be paid to the, his kid and John Kerry's kid. They had a little um, foundation or whatever, and then they got rewarded back doors by the State Department for things. So once all that stuff comes out, um, Biden's not going to win shit. Of course, you know, no one's going to fucking care anyway. People still think uh, Hillary Clinton's a great human being and. All the emails were put out there. No one fucking read them. Like, yeah. So what are you going to do? Well, and well, this Trump's is why I try again, not to right? talk about this on the show, because I just start getting mad and angry, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Well, isn't Trump just going to win again? Um, <clears throat> like, I don't know. Unless the Democrats come up with somebody, but, uh, but it's always been the behind-the-scenes stuff going on, you know? So who knows? It's still too early. Because I mean, Trump's old as fuck. If too, Trump, right? I mean, if Trump wins, will Brandon kill himself? Because <laughs> I think yeah, he I, might. I just, I just don't. 
I don't know who uh, – you can you can usually tell. It's still a little early yet, but eventually you'll see who they're going to go with. And um, I'm guessing it's probably going to be that uh, OAC lady. We're probably going to put her. <laughs> is she old enough? She's nuts. <laughs> She's loopy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe – how old is she? Yeah, she may not be old enough. Yeah, I don't think she what is. What about Hulk Hogan? Um, yeah, yeah, maybe uh, Oprah and The Rock on a ticket together. Julie Chen? If the Democrats ran The Rock and Oprah as a ticket, they would win. Yeah, oh yeah, they would definitely win. Well, I'd go vote for The Rock. <laughs> like, let, let me ask you this honestly. Hypothetically, because it, it's been you know, you know, it's been tossed out there that like The Rock at some point would want to run for president, and you know, based on the population of this country, there's a good shot The Rock wins the presidency. How much <laughs> wrestling shtick does he like? Do you think he pulls that kind of shit off when he's giving a speech, like where he kind of like, you know, oh, we're gonna lay us this smack us down on Iran? Like, do you think he would do shit like that? I would hope so. Yeah, because I would definitely vote for him then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then once, of course, once people remember all those promos about Poontang Pie and everything, he'd be in all kinds of trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Old William Garcia. (laughs) Hey, Frank, you, you still been watching the wrestling? No, I, I can't do it, guys. I'm not. I'm not into it. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I, I tried to watch some clips to catch up. Like I was watch. I'll try to watch clips from Raw and SmackDown on the app. And there was a clip uh, last week of like Roman Reigns like punching Vince well, McMahon. You remember that? Yeah. Well, don't pay yeah. attention to Roman Reigns and that stuff. You know, don't I know. It's just. I just. I just feel like. Like the the best days are long gone, and they're just doing like a, a crappy version of the original, and it's just ugh. Like <laughs> I um like Becky, I watched a clip. Becky Lynch was a uh, you know talking in the ring this week, and uh, like I don't think she's very good on the mic, and like the whole crowd was like oh, really really quiet. You know, she's really good on the mic. I don't know how you could question no. her. Good on the mic. Like I, it's just like. He's just like a chick. That I could, you know, I don't know. Well, keep in mind, just, back I, in the glory days, but she's just a chick. What? <laughs> back in the back in the glory days of WWE, they they never cut promos in the ring. You know, they they cut their promos backstage with Mean Gene. Then they went out in the ring and they wrestled. I think that's a big problem, Larry. Is they're always cutting promos in the ring. I don't know. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I, I liked it backstage better. Yeah. I mean, they do it some with Charlie Caruso and, you know, those those ladies back there, but I don't know. The thing with Becky Lynch is I don't think she's bad on the mic. Like, she's very comfortable on a microphone and stuff, but she doesn't say anything interesting, though. She just says the same shit every week. I'm going to fly everybody and, and, you know, I'm too bad. Yeah, I hear you. That's a valid 
that's a valid complaint. But she but she is very comfortable and strong on the mic though, and that's rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The women's she, side. Yeah, she's not shy. She's not shy on the mic. You know who's good? Definitely you know who's good promo already. Lacey Evans is a good promo already, and like she's only done like one or two of them, but she's so good. She's like she's so in her character. <laughs> did, you, did you see her and Beth Phoenix trash talking each other the other day? <laughs> I saw you retweeted it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you are on Raw full-time. It's something about, like, as long as it doesn't involve a live mic and a kip-up. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Huh? I don't All right, well, Frank, any, any, anything else, Frank? Because uh, I do have 11 movies to discuss. Yeah, oh, I, got, the edge uh, here. I got nothing oh, else. All right. All right, Frank, well, uh, Again, once again, go to the Facebook page, predict the Stanley Cup winner and finalist, and you can win a Funko yeah, from Larry. And uh, I got one thing to say. Larry, hit my Hold music. On. Hold on. God damn it, I wasn't ready. <laughs> every oh, week he does shit. it, and every week Larry. I'm so bad at it. All right, hold on. I'm so – it's the alphabet that throws me off. All right, hold on. I'm close. I am close. I am real close. All right, here we go. All right, Frank. Do it again, Frank. All right. I bought it. There he goes. Michigan Frank. On his way out. Uh, Now, Larry, did did I hear you say the Ed is here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, bring bring the Ed. All right, I like to wait until Frank goes away and then I turn his music off. All right, let's talk to the Ed. I haven't heard from the Ed in a while. Ed, it just sucks. <laughs> what sucks? They what cheat. sucks? Them people cheaters. NHL. God damn it. The Vegas oh, yeah. Knights was supposed to win the whole goddamn thing. Then they go apologize and think, oh, it's yeah. okay. No, it ain't okay. Yeah, uh, I guess there was the big story in in the hockey world. Um, the Ed, I, I tweeted you during that game. I'm like, are you watching? You should be watching this game, fool. Because it's uh, amazing. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm there. You weren't there. You weren't at the game. I was there in my house watching it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, you're there in your house. But uh, for those who aren't aware, Vegas had a 3 nothing lead in the third period of uh, game seven. Winner moves Who's on. Who's not aware of that? Loser goes home. And then uh, there was a penalty call. Well, why don't, Ed, why don't you describe what happened on the penalty? It wasn't even a penalty. The guy barely tapped his other kid. He fell. And then they go, oh! I didn't even know what happened. I was getting some drinks. Yeah. Well, there's a face-off. Yeah. Uh And uh, Joe Pavelski got cross-checked off the face-off. But he just got pushed in the chest backwards. It could have been a cross-checking minor. I mean, sure. Uh, But what happened was when he was falling down, he collided with, I think it was, Paul Stastny, if I'm remembering, and then uh, his he twisted weird, and his head hit the ice, and he got knocked out, and his head got but cut, got even though he had on. his helmet. No, on. I guess those helmets don't mean shit. Then, see, that's not even. Yeah, I don't know. Now. Yeah, it's so weird because he had the helmet on, and he hit the ice, and he somehow cut his head inside, and he was bleeding out the helmet. Like there's photos of blood dripping out of the holes in his helmet. That just shows you those helmets ain't nothing. Yeah, that was pretty weird. So the referees, they called a five-minute major cross-checking and a game misconduct. I can't remember who the kid was that got the penalty. 
And uh, so on that power play, then San Jose scores four goals to take a 4-3 lead. Then uh, that's only happened one other time in NHL history in the playoffs. And then um, Vegas scored with like a minute, less than a minute to go with their goalie pulled to tie it. And then San Jose eventually won it in overtime. I'll never watch hockey again. <laughs> that game was amazing, though. Like, that's why this whole entire playoffs has been amazing. Just crazy stuff happening all the time. It just shows you that hockey is stupid. Because all the good teams, Tampa Bay and all the other teams are out. Yeah. All the division winners lost in the first round. Yep. That's crazy. That's never happened in the history of the NHL. Not only the NHL, the all the professional sports. There's never been a postseason until now where all the division winners have lost first round. Gee, it's crazy. I mean, that's ridiculous. So. <laughs> I challenge Cyborg to a fight. But, well, yeah, but so, Ed, what would you like to see the NHL do? Would you like to just see them invite Vegas back into the playoffs, or what would you like yeah, to remedy? Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. they should do it. They should do it. I mean, it gets Who did you challenge to a fight? Uh, Chris Cyborg. You're going to fight Cyborg? She could destroy you. You're 100 years old. She's on steroids. You're on Oreos. (laughs) Guess what happens when you eat a lot of Oreos? You get diabetes. You get knocked out by Cyborg? You blast, motherfucker. Why don't you just leave Cyborg alone? Why are you picking on Cyborg? Just leave no, her these alone. other motherfuckers that are her fans started fucking with me again. And I told them, I said, man, MMA kids don't even hit hard. They told me I was stupid. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, man, I got Cyborg some pussy the other you. night, man. Okay, I got some pussy the other night from this girl. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Congratulations. In, I called her Indy Terra. <laughs> pretty good. So she what else has been up to the end? Hey, now listen, I'm going to ask you something. Do you think Damashek's going to have dinner with me next year at the NFL draft in Vegas? No. I'm going to whoop his ass if I see him. I'm, I'm going to tackle his ass. I'm telling yeah, yeah. The, what, what, what about the draft? You're, you're a football fan. You follow this stuff. Uh, now, I don't know anything about college football. I don't follow it. But it, so the Arizona Cardinals took another quarterback first overall. Didn't they just take a quarterback? Well, they, didn't like, they didn't like Josh Rosen. It don't matter. I mean, everybody makes a big deal about it. Who cares who you pick? It's all going to work out in the end. Shit, they just traded it. <laughs> it's all going to work out. It's not all going to work out in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly the point. Hey, everything always works out. There's got to be – So when San Diego took Ryan Lee, they're like, hey, it worked out. In the end, we eventually got Phillip Rivers. Yeah, actually, Phillip Rivers they got. They ended up getting Phillip <laughs> Rivers. They would, if Ryan Lee would have worked out, they would have never got Phillip Rivers. So it all worked out. But, but you don't see a problem in using the first, <laughs> first round draft pick on quarterbacks, like two quarterbacks, three no. years apart or whatever? Hey, man, listen. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter what you It's never worked out for the Vikings. Well, well is, that, is, that kid, out. is that kid any good that went first overall? Yeah, I mean, shit, who knows, man. Half the kids are good, half the kids are bad. You know, the other half ain't nothing. <laughs> are you watching the draft? Is it on right now or is it no, over? No, I'm in my car. I'm in my car right now. i got to go to Walmart and get some chicken legs. 
Like already made chicken right. legs out of like the hot cake, or you're buying raw chicken legs? Raw chicken legs. I'm gonna put them on my grill. Yeah, that's uh-huh. good eating. Where I'm gonna barbecue tomorrow? But I heard they got a special mm. on chicken legs, so I'm going up there for everybody buys them. Yeah. You like honey mustard? No. Because uh, Sweet hey, Baby Ray's makes a honey woman- mustard barbecue sauce, oh. and it's the bomb. I'm getting sued. Sounds about right. By who? Ah, the lady who used to cook my food. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. Is that like a Me Too movie? Sounds kind like of more. Or is it just it's a bunch of divorce? bullshit, I'll tell you that. I mean, she's got she's trying to say all kinds of stuff. That I didn't pay her properly, and I gave her unwanted advances. And I told her every advance yeah. I gave you, you asked for. <laughs> Huh. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's like a 77-page document. I looked about the first paragraph and threw that shit in the garbage. Well, good luck with that. How's the baby doing these days? Uh, He ain't back home yet. He's gone. Yeah, where'd the baby go? Isn't it it ironical that... You had Indy Sarah and the baby's <laughs> mama was named Sarah. Yeah, that's ironical. Yeah, it's very ironical. Yeah. It's that's like Ray. All right, well, I got to go. Call you All later. right, Ed. Well, All right. Thanks for calling, buddy. Good luck with the chicken legs. <laughs> there he goes, Ed. Yeah, let's get some chicken legs. So, honey mustard barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet Baby Ray's makes it. It's so good. Whenever I make yeah, I never like heard of I always, always, I never heard of Sweet Baby Ray's. Uh, oh, the Ed talked about it for years. Oh, never heard of it. Before. <laughs> it's just a brand of barbecue sauce that I like, and uh, you know their, their regular barbecue sauce is really good. But then I saw they had like a, I think they call it like golden mustard or something like that, and I was like, hell yeah! So whenever I'm grilling, man, I go honey mustard. It's the bomb. Fuck that barbecue sauce. I like honey mustard. Um, That's how a man eats. Well, Larry, seeing how we never have anything to do, I, I still watch movies. So I watched the. Uh, I got a list here of uh, top eleven. It's, it's like well, there's actually more than. There's more than like um, eleven movies on here, and there's also a TV show. All right. Do we want to bring Tuffy on? We haven't talked to Tuffy. Yeah, we can bring Tuffy on. I, I guess Jank is at Avengers. Is he watching the Avengers? Yeah, he must be. He must be because he's not on the line. Yeah, yeah. Bring on Tuffy. Tuffy. Hello. Hey, Tuffy. Not much. Busting some gems. How are you? <laughs> yeah, busting oh, there some you gems. Go. Another lockbox victory for Tuffy this week. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Never in doubt. Did you do invasion, Tuffy? Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's real stupid. What team are you on? Team three. Ah. Right. Now they do that, but like second. nobody coordinates with anybody, as far as I could tell, about what the hell they're doing. Yeah, yeah well, see, like team two. I was on team two. We had our own like Facebook chat thing going on, but then uh, I, I just kept saying things like. 
I fucked up and I can't really play, so you guys got to kind of carry me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Tuffy, I was on Team Four, which uh, yeah. is when you don't want to play, you just join Team Four, and I got the same rewards as Larry. Yeah. Right, Larry. So. Yeah. Basically. So why even bother? Yeah, next doing time it? I'm just gonna hit four. I, I yeah, yeah like just point four. That's the way to go. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. So, it's just pointless. Like I don't understand. Like, okay, I understand the rewards are decent, but the fucking grind to get there isn't worth it. Like, I don't I don't know. And, and, and again, again I got the same rewards for doing nothing. So why even bother doing Yeah. That? Yeah, I'm doing team four. Team four. Yeah. Well, it's a grind, but, like, you can only play, what, like, eight matches at a time, and then it locks up your best guys. It's like, what is the point of this? Yeah, Yeah, there really isn't a point either. Fucking stupid. Offer, like, you know. Yeah, think how much time they wasted designing Invasion when no one asked for it, no one wanted it, and no one likes it, yet there's still so many things in the game that don't work or are fucked up that they they just ignore. But we got eight Kim and Razor. (laughs) Eight Kim and Razor, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something. Um, hmm. uh, Tuffy, uh, did you go see Avengers? Did you and Jank wait in line to see Avengers together? No. I figure I'll go see it this week or next weekend or something. It, it seems to be getting really good reviews, though. Yeah, I'm tempted just to go read what happened and uh, skip the three hours in the movie theater. Well, well, if Jank would have called in tonight, we were go- we were planning to just spoil the movie for everybody. Yeah, I figured that. We might that was have my plan too. It, just... He was <laughs> Mike Dell was like, "Yeah," because I, I, I was like, "Hey, well, why don't we bring Jank on tonight and just spoil the fuck out of Avengers?" And you were like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." Well, I don't know if I really want to know what happened. Uh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> well, let's just play it by ear and see what happens. Yeah, we'll play it by right, ear. So, so, are you gonna? Mood to spoil yeah, but... So after we hung up, I'm in the shower and I'm thinking like, Mike Dell, oh. first off. He won't go to the movie to see this, that's for sure. And then I know, I think this movie's either the first or the second to hit that Disney streaming service, so you're not going to be able to Netflix it or anything. And I'm like, he won't oh, okay, rent it. Okay. So by the time he sees it, it's going to be like five years from now in USA. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And he doesn't want to know what happens. Yeah, we'll just yeah. And then I was masturbating but, at the same time. It was yeah, weird. Yeah, here's weird. the other thing I, I took from that story is Larry thinks about me in the shower, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. Well, because as soon as we hung up, I went and showered. I was, you know, within 30 seconds of hanging up with you, I went and took a shower because, you know, I like to shower after You work. felt dirty? Yeah, you know, I thought you felt dirty yeah. after talking to me. You <laughs> clean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always shower after I talk to you. Every week. <laughs> when we hang up Friday... Just know, within 90 seconds or so, I'm naked <laughs> and wet <laughs> and shaking yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like uh, with this movie, it's like you know that they're going to come back and they're going to beat Thanos. So what is there to spoil? Uh, like, there might I guess, be some yeah. people who end up dead, but yeah, I, I think some broad strokes. I know what's going to happen. And I heard uh, there's, like, other characters you don't know about that show up in this movie. Oh. Daredevil? And I heard, like, <laughs> I, Daredevil. I don't know. I have no idea. And I also heard that, uh, you know, there's a good chance you're going to cry at some point during this movie. Oh. Seems unlikely. 
<laughs> yeah, I hear you. Especially for Tuffy. Tuffy's dead inside. Yeah, yeah. Tuffy's yeah. dead inside. Just, yeah. Yeah, you have no emotions at all. What well, was the last yeah. time you cried, Tuffy, when that uh, field goal kicker missed the kick there for the Bears? Did you cry then? Nah, I, uh, I could see that one coming a mile away. <laughs> Let me ask you guys no. this. Okay, at any point in your lives, have you ever jerked it in the shower? <laughs> Uh, well, that's an interesting question. I want to say no. I don't think I ever actually have. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. When you're in there jerking in the shower, because I haven't done this for a long time, because I don't like it, but you usually use the soap as a lube, right? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that well, would make the most dangerous. sense. Well, okay. Kind of but here's the problem. Right? is once you start working it for like a minute or so, like, the soap kind of gets in the tip, and then it burns when yeah. you shoot. And it's yeah. kind of like you're blasting a load, but you're like, ah, it hurts, too, at the same time. And then you're like, why do I do this in here? And then you ruin it all, and you're yeah. like, I just wasted all that because I just was fucking self-analyzing myself as I'm spooging all over the shower floor. Well, thanks or you make a, a beautiful discovery that you're a masochist. Yeah. That, that could be, you, know. but, uh, you never know. Thanks for sharing that story, though, with us, Larry. And that is why people are leaving the Facebook page. Because I understand. Stories like but, that. but that was your goal, though. Or maybe. I'm helping not enough not. stories like that. <laughs> That's true, uh, that, that is true, yeah. Maybe, pe- uh, maybe people want to hear right, well, these stories. Uh, the tuppy, I did uh, watch 11 movies. Are you guys ready to talk some movies? Bless you! I'm ready for 11 movies I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Some of these are. So there's the at least music? three. Oh yeah, there's play the music, but there's at least three mainstream movies. So, all right, hold on. I like to play the music because it kills nine minutes of me looking for it on the switchboard. The numbers all go to eleven. Celsius hockey top eleven. Yeah, so uh, this week, every week there's kind of like a theme. So this week's theme, I guess, turned out to be Zoe Deutsch. Zoe yeah. Deutsch. Tuffy, yeah. did you ever hear of this girl? I had never heard of her. Nope. Uh, apparently she's Leah, uh, Leah Thompson's daughter, Zoe Deutsch. But um, she was in the number five movie. I watched that one, and I was like, oh, wow, she was really good in this. So then I, I looked up what other movies she was in, and I saw a couple other ones were available to watch. So I'm like, all right, I'll check these out too then. But uh, the other ones, uh, not so good. But um, all right, so but at number 11, we're going to start with Downsizing, starring Matt Damon. That was Matt Damon? Yeah. Yeah. Now, is, is this like The Incredible Shrinking Woman, but he's a guy? The, the the idea is that uh, people are so concerned about the environment and that we're destroying the planet, these uh, scientists come up with an idea, a way to shrink people. And then they want to get all these uh, – this is just in the first 30 seconds of the movie, Larry. Sorry. And uh, so these little people are going to go live in, like, communes together and stuff, and that will greatly reduce, you know, the strain on the environment because their waste will be much smaller, you know, and all that stuff. 
So Matt Damon, it becomes all the rage. So Matt Damon and his wife, played by Kristen Wiig, decide that they will do it as well. And because the other the other plus is that uh, the money stretches a lot further when you're little. So you know if you have like 150 grand, in little terms, that's like you know 12 million or something, or 120 million or something ridiculous. So they're like, oh yeah, let's just go be millionaires as little people. So uh, they go to go into the process to uh, go through this all. And they separate them at the process because uh, they separate the men and the women. And then like uh, he goes in, he, they shave his whole body, everything. Uh, they take out his fillings from his teeth, uh, they, and they put them in and they shrink them down. And then it, <clears throat> he's recovering later, and, and he gets a phone call from his wife. She decided not to go through with it. She changed her mind. She's going to stay in the land with the big people. So at that point, I'm like, oh, well, this is pretty good. There's a lot of ways they can go with this. Maybe, I guess, is he going to try and get her back so he's going to be a little guy in the big world? Um, I mean, that seems to be where it's going. This could be interesting. But that's not where it goes. He he still goes to live with the little people, and uh, he divorces her, and he just gets on with his life living with the little people. But here's the thing, Larry. When you're a little person and you're surrounded by other little people and everything else in your world is size proportionate to you, the fact that you're little is completely meaningless. Like right yeah, now, Larry, just, we just <laughs> – yeah, you're just normal people. Like me, you, and Tuffy right now could be little people and we just may not know it because, you know, everything is proportionate to us right now. Um, so, yeah, like the whole gimmick of the movie of him being shrunk down has no relevance at all after like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Completely pointless. So there's no like and then, uh, he's when, trying to pick up a regular sized toothbrush type of shit. <laughs> no, there's none of that. Um, so then it's just him living a normal life in this world, except now he doesn't have a lot of money because he got divorced, and so he has to get a job. He's like a telemarketer or something, and um, uh, so his life's kind of miserable. And then he's trying to meet other women, and he's not having any luck there either. And then, for some odd so, reason, he meets this he meets this Vietnamese lady who's a cleaning lady, and uh, this is where things just get really weird because, like, apparently, I thought you know it's not easy to become shrunk, you know, like, like to shrink down. It's a process. You got to pay money. You got to do this. Yet for some reason, there are a huge population in this little commune of really poor, destitute people, and I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> But uh, so he gets involved with this Vietnamese lady who I think she she was a political dissident or something and has, has her punishment. They shrunk her down and put her in this comment. So that made sense that she was there. But here's the thing about this lady. She's doing like the most racist voice accent ever on like just think of the, the worst stereotypical Asian accent you could do. And that's what she's doing throughout the yeah. whole movie. And, and it's really awkward and it's just painful to watch. Um, it, it's kind of like a short round where a 30 year old woman. That's basically <laughs> what she's doing. And, dude, this movie is a fucking train wreck. This could be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is well, so let me, bad. So, yeah. Let me get this straight, though. All right. Yeah. So what you're saying is Matt Damon shrinks down, and he divorces his wife because she doesn't want to shrink down. So Matt Damon just yeah. spends the rest of the movie in the sh- shrunken world. Yep. But... But since everything's proportional yeah. to Matt Damon and yeah. everything else, it, you're basically just watching a movie about a divorced Matt Damon trying to get back into the game again. Yes. Yeah. Because you wouldn't like, even... I, so I don't if know. you turn it on halfway it, through, yes. you wouldn't even know he was shrunk down. Nope. 
right. Well, this yeah. sounds this sounds ridiculous. Then. This movie is so point? bad. It is so fucking bad. Here and then, okay. So at the end, Matt Damon, uh, the the same scientist who came up with the idea to shrink everybody, they're still worried that the Earth is going to end. So they came up with a new plan to go into a hole and live underground for like a, a hundred years or something. And they're saying that's the only way we can survive. So, so yeah. So Matt Damon says, "Oh, all right, I'm willing to do this because it's the only way we can save our society. I'm going to do it." But the Vietnamese lady, who he, they've already had the sex and whatnot, and and she doesn't want to go do that. And so he says, uh, "So when they're saying their goodbye, debating whether to leave or not, she she says, what kind of fuck was it that you you did with me?' <laughs> and he goes, "What do you mean?'" Because there's like eight time, there's eight types of fuck. There's a, a love fuck, a hate fuck, a pity fuck, like that kind of thing, you know. And he he doesn't answer yeah. that question. He's like, well, I don't know what you're saying. But he's like, so they they decide, okay, I gotta go. So he decides to go down to the hole. All right. So she's waiting outside. She watches him go in with these two other guys who went on this trip with him. It's a long story, but anyway. So he's going down into this hole, and, and he turns his back on, and he's leaving her. He goes into the hole with, and he's there's walking with these other people, and they're walking down this big tunnel. And he turns to the guy next to him. He goes, "How how long of a walk is this?" And the guy goes, "Oh, it's it's about um, eleven days of us walking. It's going to be about eleven days." And so Matt Damon stops, maybe eleven hours. I don't know. It was a long walk, basically. So uh, Matt Damon just stops, looks around, and then suddenly he goes, "Oh wait, I should probably go back." <laughs> so he turns around and he runs out and he leaves the the, the cave. And, and uh, uh, the lady's happy to see him. And you know, he goes back to the lady. And his words were, this is literally a word out of his mouth. Like, this is a line of dialogue. He says, uh, remember what we were talking about before? It was a love fuck. That's, that's supposed to be like this big dramatic moment in the movie. It was a love fuck. Huh. It is so fucking stupid. It is unbelievable. Is that, that's the end of the movie? Basically, like, there's a little scene after that, but that's basically the, the big dramatic end. And, like, we're supposed to, like, like Matt Damon. Like, he's a loser this whole movie, just a jackass. And then he decides to turn his back on this sweet Vietnamese lady who, like, she's way into charity and helping everybody, and she does all this stuff for poor people and everything. And he turns his back on her to, for selfish reasons to go, I don't know, underground. And then the only reason he turns around is because he realizes it's going to be a really long walk. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I need to turn around and get back there. This movie is so uh. bad. But the, it's worth watching just to see that rat fuck Matt Damon. And I hate that guy. Because, <laughs> so, you know, the whole time he thinks that he's in this great movie and he's doing this great job of acting. And the movie's fucking terrible. It is god-awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Downside. I've, I've seen it on maybe Amazon Prime, and I was like, yeah, I don't I got no interest in this. It is brutal. <laughs> All right. um, I, I like Matt Damon. Is he a creep? Yeah. Him and Harvey Weinstein are all buddies, and George Clooney are buddies. Mm. You know, Clooney's a fucking dick. All right, so uh, um, number ten here, we got a bunch of movies that I started and didn't finish. Yet these movies are still better oh. than Downsize. All right, clusterfuck. So. All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, first was Beatrice comes to dinner. This stars a Selma Hayek. Now I like Selma Hayek. I'll look at Selma Hayek for two hours, no matter what you do. Except if you put her in this movie, Beatrice Comes to Dinner, then I'll watch her for about 20 minutes. And then I'll turn it off. <laughs> um, but it is terrible. Because she plays this, like, uh, 
goofy like new age spiritualist girl who lady who like lives with a goat or something i don't know there's a goat involved and i don't know a neighbor kills her goat but anyway she does the like reiki and massage therapy and she's uh goes to this rich lady's house and her one of her clients and after the session her car breaks down so she can't leave so she has to wait for someone to come pick her up and this this rich lady's having a big dinner party with all these rich people so beatrice stays and interacts with the rich people um, the the main lady is played by Connie Britton. You know Connie Britton, and yeah. the uh, John Lithgow is like the big dick in the movie, like a big asshole. Uh, but yeah, this movie's terrible, absolutely terrible. Do you not watch? I don't. Features I'm not a big fan of John Lithgow. Yeah, because they don't even let Selma Hayek like she doesn't even like look that good either. They like gave her a weird haircut and made her all dopey and stuff. So don't watch this. It's not good. Alright, I'm gonna uh, watch it. The next one, uh, Addicted to Fresno. Addicted to uh, Fresno? Addicted to Fresno. This is uh Natasha Leone and no, uh, Judy Greer. Do you remember Judy Greer? You know her? Yeah. Arrested Development, she was uh the secretary for uh George Bluth. Doesn't she have her own show now? She's in a lot of stuff. She's one of the She's voices on Archer. Yeah, I like her, yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, yeah. hey, I'll watch this, Judy Greer. I'll check it out. Um, basically, Judy Greer is like a sex addict. So I'm like, oh, all right, this, this will work. But uh, she's trying to get her life back together, and her sister, Natasha Leone, is a cleaning lady at a hotel, so she gets her a job there, and they're cleaning a hotel. And um, she... Uh, starts to have sex with this creepy guy at the hotel and her sister walks in on him and she says the guy's raping her and because she doesn't want to admit that she's just having sex with this guy and then they like kill this guy accidentally they like she shoves him down and he hits his head and he dies and then they have to like try and cover it up and theoretically this movie's supposed to be a comedy but it is uh-huh. not funny at all I, again I lasted about 15-20 minutes and I'm out. Is this on Netflix? Uh, I think Hulu. Okay. Usually if I see Natasha Leone, I, I'm out. She's on a Netflix show right now, Russian Doll. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Now, I'm thinking that Tuffy Silence means that he's seen and loved all these movies and just doesn't want to argue with me. Yeah, yeah I've never heard of... Because I heard of... Heard of that first one? Oh, really? Beatrice number eleven. Yeah. Oh, no okay, downsizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're still at number ten. Another movie that I didn't make it through: uh, The Year of Spectacular Men. Uh, this stars uh, Zoe Deutsch, but it actually stars her sister Madeline Deutsch, who's their older sister. And Madeline Deutsch wrote this screenplay, and their mother Leah Thompson directed it. So it's like a family affair. And, uh, again, I, I couldn't even tell you what it's about because I've made about 10 minutes. And it just seems very much like a someone wrote this manuscript, was very young, and then they had a family member direct it. That's exactly what this movie felt like. So, uh, so I just checked out. So I'm out. Tuffy, you ever see, yeah. uh, you ever see the movie Why Him? No. All right. 
And then uh, one last one here at number 10, Assassination Nation. Assassination Nation. Good Lord. The the title sounds terrible. Yeah, it's tricky. (laughs) Uh, Apparently something to do with, like, social media and people um, hacking into people's accounts and then using it to, like, reveal stuff about people and it starts off riots or something. I don't know. But I lasted less than 10 minutes. Because it's one of those movies, Larry, where you log in and you're just like, wow, this is – I'm way too old for this. You know, it's like high schoolers. Is there a lot where, like, about... there's text messages popping up on yes. the screen and shit? Yes. Yeah, I can't yep. I can't watch those kind of movies. I hate Dude, that. Dude, that is such a trend now. Every fucking movie out there now, there's uh, instant messages and tweets and popping up. It's like, yeah, I'm just way too old for this. Uh, so I just checked yeah. out. Yeah, but, I can't uh, see it. If you're, you're, like, 15, you might like this movie. Otherwise, yeah. get the fuck away from it. Oh, one other one. Uh, I, I lasted. This one was the shortest of all, maybe two minutes. Um, it was, it's on Hulu, an original horror movie called Just Fucking With You. Uh, did you ever hear of this, Larry? Mm-hmm. I'm just fucking with you. I Apparently don't, a I don't think so. Uh, I guess it just came out not too long ago. But a brother and sister have to stay overnight in some house or something. They're playing practical jokes on each other, and it just keeps escalating until something happens. I don't know. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a whirl because I know you like the horror movies. So I'm like, I can watch it, tell Larry whether to watch it. But again, it's like exactly like we were talking about with the Instagram and Facebook and everything. Like just the uh, opening credits was enough. It was two minutes in, I'm out. I couldn't take it. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck it. <laughs> there's, a, take it. there's a John Cho movie, you know, uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar, where I think his daughter gets kidnapped. And yeah, I think it's called it's Searching. It's supposed to be right? a really – yeah, but it looks like a lot of that text message bullshit going on, and I'm like, I can't. I I, I want to, you know, I wanted to give it a try, but you know, it got like good reviews and stuff, but I can't handle that kind of shit. Here, here's the other that. thing that drives me nuts about it: if you're going to do that stuff, at least put it on a like make it big on the screen. And as much as yes. I can't see because I'm old, but I'm sitting across the room, you know, I'm sitting like 15 feet away. I hear ya. So every yeah, time make it pop up. up. Don't make yeah. it the size of the actual iPhone 6. Yeah. I can't see it. I'm old as fuck. You've got to help me <laughs> out with this. And don't put it, like, on white. Like, make the background yeah. darker so I can fucking read it. It drives me nuts. Yeah, because we've talked I about my it. other, my hatred of subtitles that are just white on white or light backgrounds. You can't read it. It's so fucking stupid. I don't understand yeah. how people can make movies and not understand this. Uh, but the other thing is that these little text messages and uh, notes that people read and whatever, like and they sh- they show them but they don't read them out loud. Because I have to get up off the fucking couch, walk across the room and read what it said. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it drives, yeah, I know. drives me nuts. Yeah. All right, you know, I fucking hate it. All right, so th- so avoid those movies at all costs. Um, but it, mm-hmm. you can watch downsizing to make fun of it if you want. Uh, but it's a shit movie. All right, number nine, uh, Zoe Zoe Deutsch. She's back. Uh, Before I fall, before I fall, it's a it's a teenager movie, um, but it's it's kind of like a Groundhog Day with teenagers. Uh, she's going to this party, and on her way back, her and her friends are in a car wreck, and she dies. But she just keeps waking up the same day to live the same day over and over and over. She has to figure out I, there's something she has to do to fix the day, you know. To and, and she just keeps going back and yeah. back and back. So it's just a Groundhog Day story. Comedy or no? Nope, just a teenager kind of movie. So again, if you're in high school, you love it. Otherwise, not so much. 
But but when I saw this movie, I started uh, I read up on Groundhog Day because really, I think if you go back, I don't know when did that come out, eighty nine, ninety somewhere around there. I don't know. Yeah, probably around there. But really, go back like what's that has to be the most influential comedy in a since I don't know when. But think how like Groundhog Day that term is now part of our culture for just repeating something over and over again. It's such a brilliant idea for a script. So I went back and I wanted to read on who wrote it. The guy who wrote it never really did anything else after that, of note at least. And he said he had the idea. The original idea was how would someone change over time if they were immortal? So, But he he figured that would be too hard to film because you would have to change everything around that one character. So it would be easier if you could just live the same day over and over. So that's how that started the idea. And uh, then he worked with uh, um, Harold Ramis, I think. That yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they collaborated and came up with some other stuff about it. But um, And then someone tried to sue them because I was like, well, this idea is so great. How did no one ever think of this before that? And, and someone wrote a short story, I think, called 1201 or something years before that, and they tried to sue them because they said they ripped off their idea. So who knows exactly where this idea started? But it's a great idea, and... Uh, it's been ripped off so many times. I mean, you know, I use the term Groundhog Day all the time because my life feels like that because every day is the same fucking day. Ned Ryerson? I don't run into Ned Ryerson every day, but I do go to the same <laughs> job every day and then I come home and jack off and fucking pass out. You know, it's the same fucking routine. Yeah, but when you really think of like the most influential movies of our lifetimes, I would put Groundhog Day on that list. <laughs> I mean, because it influenced a lot of shit. I'd say The All Matrix right. would be up there for sure. Yeah, Pulp Fiction, uh, The Matrix. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim, just because it's so awesome. That'd be a good list. That's a top 11 list. Maybe we could do that sometime. There you go. Yeah. All right, number eight. This is a documentary on uh, Hulu. Unbanned. The Legend of AJ One. What? <laughs> AJ One. Uh, Air Jordan One, the first Air Jordan sneaker. He wants a documentary on Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was oh interesting. I, I I enjoyed it. Um, I it's called Unbanned because uh, like. Tuffy, you're, you're Mr. Chicago. What was Jordan's rookie year, 84, 85, around there? Yeah, I mean, I was born then, so sure. Yeah, so we'll he came 84. into the league, and he already had the big uh, – Nike Nike wasn't anything back then. They were like a running shoe company, and they were trying to get their footing, and uh, so they decided they're going to go uh, invest in some NBA players to, you know – but they had some guys that spoke as, like, you know, wearing their shoes. But they wanted to find the next big guy. So they were going to, like, invest in three people. And this one guy says, no, 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 no. You just take all your money, and you get Michael Jordan. He's going to be the next big thing. You go for Michael Jordan. So they, they signed Michael Jordan to a big shoe contract. And he didn't even want to do it. He wanted to sign with Adidas because, like, Adidas was cooler back then uh, with Run DMC and all that stuff, you know, the, the, sweat, the, the sweat suits and stuff, remember, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but his mom told him, no, you're going to sign on Nike. Because Nike said they will make a shoe. You, you want to just wear a Nike shoe. We are going to make a shoe for you. It will be called, named after you and everything. 
So he decided to sign with them, and, and he originally wanted the shoes to be in, like, uh, blue and white, like uh, the Tar Heels in North Carolina. And they're like, no, we got to do it red and black to match the, the Bulls. So they designed these red and black shoes. And back then, no one else was wearing colored shoes at all. He either had to wear white shoes or black shoes. That was it. And his, his were red and black, so it was really standing out. And the league started to fine them. They said, you can't wear these shoes. And every game you wear them, we're going to fine you $5,000. And uh, Michael Jordan, you know, he said, like, they interview him in this, and he's like, you know, I didn't have that much. <laughs> I couldn't afford to pay $5,000 every game at this point in my career. Uh, but Nike just said, Eddie, you don't worry about it. We'll, uh, we'll handle that. You just keep wearing the shoes. And because they're very popular and successful, you know. And Nike came out with this commercial that said that the NBA banned his shoes, but they can't stop you from buying them. And it was a huge success, and those shoes, like, skyrocketed in popularity. And uh, but of course, technically they didn't ban the shoes. Um, he just because if they banned them, he wouldn't be able to wear them. They let him wear them. He just had to pay a fine every time he wore them. <laughs> but uh, it's an interesting documentary because it goes into like how the shoes were designed, uh, what the uh, what the ideas were, the thought process. I, I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. You know, I always like behind the curtain looks at things like that. What like eleven year old kids making shoes? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Only one person ever references that. They they kind of mention it a little bit, but they don't do it as a bad thing. Like, there's no talk of Nike exploiting child labor <laughs> to make these shoes. <laughs> so, yeah, at the same time, they try to make it. The first like 15 minutes of the documentary are pretty ridiculous because they're trying to like make this seem like the the Air George shoe was this revolutionary civil rights moment. <laughs> I was like, come on, calm down. It's a shoe. Yeah. Let's not make it a big deal. It has changed. Uh-huh. It did change the culture as far as that sort of thing went, though. Yes, it was huge. The Air Jordans of... were. Yeah, but you know, let's not yeah, make Martin Luther King. I had Jordans. Let's calm down. Yeah. No, 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 no. But it definitely yes. Yeah, I, I never pop, owned pop, a pair pop, of Jordans. Puffy, did you own a, a pair of Air Jordans? No, I never really had need for high-end basketball shoes. <laughs> yeah, I. But you're not Larry, playing basketball yeah. in them. Yeah, yeah, Larry. What what kind did you have, Larry? And then you pegged your jeans. It was a good time, man. What's that? What What did your Jordans look like, Larry? Uh, The the Jordans I had. I had a couple pairs. They were black, and they had like this gray, meshy side to like on on the inside of the foot and the outside of the foot. And then I think the the tongue had like a almost like a keystone shape at the top. Like, it wasn't rounded. Like, it had, like, it was cut out a little bit. It had a unique shape to it. And I think it had a couple holes in it with the logo on there. I thought I was the coolest shit. They were $125, and I thought I was oh. the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, they, that was the first shoe to go over 100 bucks, right, the Air Jordan? Like, that's... Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't spend five dollars on champions. Do you think I was spending one hundred twenty dollars <laughs> in high school on shoes? <laughs> yeah. Well, Tell maybe you were different you these back days. Then. These days, George, how much are George nowadays, Larry? They got to be two hundred at least, right? Uh, you can get them for. There's some like there's so many Jordans out now. Like you you can go to a, mm-hmm. a shoe store, and they have like thirty, forty varieties. You can get them anywhere from like <laughs> fifty, sixty bucks to like. You know, probably 150, I think, somewhere in that range. Uh-huh. But but the original ones like were like the... black and red, and they were pretty cool looking. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I had? I had Converse weapons. Larry Bird. I don't know what that is. Black and white Converse. Uh-huh. Oh, those are great. You I bought the Reebok pumps at one time. I never had those either. 
But the, the weapons, yeah. like they were the big shoe right around the same time as Jordans were getting popular. Because Converse dominated back then. But they were uh, really cool. Like every big NBA star had their own Converse weapons. Like there's a commercial with Magic and Bird and uh, like all the old guys. Uh, Mark Aguirre. I'm looking at When that. I wear weapons, I'm on fire. What do the weapons do for me? And then Bird comes in and goes, I walked away with the MVP. Nothing. Nothing. Nobody remembers Nothing. It? I had whatever I'm, I'm the cheapest shoes like poles were. Like. Yeah, Converse weapons. That's uh, the shoe. Make magic do what he was born to do. <laughs> I remember these shoes. I remember yeah. these, yeah. Those are awesome. I can't see you wearing those. I can't not even oh, I a little them. bit. Love them. It's very like basketball. It's very B boy. <laughs> I can't see you playing basketball was, either. That was, oh, I was good. I was actually pretty good when I was like eleven and twelve and stuff. But um, all right. So that's uh, unbanned. If you like shoes, uh, oh, they interview a bunch of people, like the, the original, like Phil Knight and all those guys, and the guys with Nike. But also one of the people they interview, Larry uh, Gerard Carmichael. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, number seven, I Tanya. Yeah. Oh, well, see, this is a movie I thought you'd be excited because you, it's a movie you've actually heard of. I, Tanya. Tanya Harding. I, this is a movie I've actually seen. It's uh, starring your girl Margot Robbie. Yeah, and Allison Jenny. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Huh. You didn't see Queen Two? I didn't love it. So. Nah, I didn't love it. <laughs> I think it's a good movie, but yeah, it's nothing like, oh my God, it's so amazing right now. Um, it's it's like it's too cutesy, but then it doesn't pull it off right. I don't know. It's kind of like a mix of Goodfellas, but done really badly. <laughs> I don't. I, I I don't know. I didn't like it that much. I can see that. Yeah, there's a little Goodfellas stuff in it, but uh, I, I I liked it. But I want to go out of your way. Like it's six. You know, I want to go out of your way to make sure you have to see it. You know. But, yeah. Did you no. see I Tonya Tuffy? No. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There's something I. Uh, well, it's pretty. Like, there's some stuff I don't remember. Because, you know, this happened in, what, 94? So I was, like, 19. But, like, I couldn't even remember the guy that actually hit Kerrigan. Like, I thought it was that Sean Eckert guy, that big fat dude. But it was, no, it was uh, Jeff Galuli. No, it wasn't Galuli either. No. It was another wow. guy entirely that hit her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I don't even know. I can't even remember. Yeah. Alice and Janney's really good in that movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's creepy. Yeah. So there you go. I, Tanya. All right. Uh, number six. Afternoon Delight. Afternoon Delight. Skyrocketing Flight. Boom, boom. Afternoon Delight. <laughs> I think this is also on Hulu. Uh, it stars Catherine Hahn. Catherine mm. Hahn. You like Big her? Big fan. Life? I like that lady. Oh, very much, yeah. But, and you're going to like this movie. Uh, she plays a lady who's married with a kid, like a five-year-old kid, a boy. But she's kind of miserable in her life. And her husband's some tech guy. He's got a, you know, they've got a nice house. He's got money and everything, but he's always working. 
and, and they just you know, they don't have the sex anymore, you know. And she's just kind of like there with her life. So her one friend suggests that they go. They should go to a strip club. Her and her husband. They should go to a strip club together. So uh, right. it'll it'll liven up their their sex life, you know. So uh, they they go with uh, their two friends, and the, their one friend is played by that uh, that key character. What's that key guy name? Michael Keegan Key or Key Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, because we were talking about him earlier. Yes. So uh, and then the other. His lady on in this movie is also the lady who was his girlfriend on the show Playing House, which is a little weird that they would, they're in a movie together and a TV show. Uh-huh. So anyway, they go to the strip club, and Catherine Hahn's husband buys her a lap dance with a stripper. And uh, so they go back in the private room, and the, the stripper's giving her the lap dance, and Catherine Hahn's really liking it, like really, really liking it. So uh, they go home, and uh, <clears throat> they actually don't end up having the sweet, sweet love that night because they get home, and she's so drunk, she starts throwing up, and they don't. So their sex life, yeah, it's still not perfect. But, hey, she's excited. That she, so what does she do, Larry? She goes down and starts hanging out outside the strip club because there's, like, a, a coffee truck there or whatever, and she's, like, hanging out there waiting to see if she, and she, like, accidentally runs into that stripper again. And the stripper's only, like, 19, and... uh they 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 hit it off, and they so she starts going down there every couple every couple of days and hanging out with the stripper, and they become friends. And here the, the stripper gets kicked out of her apartment, so Catherine Hahn says, "Hey, why don't you come stay? Me and my husband have a empty room or whatever. You can come and kind of just stay with us for a while." And how would you react, Larry, if Nick you come home one day and goes, "Nick, oh, Nick's like, oh, uh, Larry, I brought a stripper home. She's going to stay with us for a while. Is that all right?" I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, who, who am I to say? Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. All right, yeah. yeah. So this is where the stripper yeah. girls start hanging out with them. And, and Catherine Hahn, in her mind, she's doing it because she's going to change this girl's life. She's going to help her, you know, you know, improve her station in life. So she doesn't have to be a stripper anymore. But then as her and uh, her buddy and the strip, this girl are hanging out together one day, she finds out, oh, this girl's not just a stripper. She, uh, She's a sex worker. As I like to say, a sex worker. Oh, okay. I'm She'll do sure. a little extra, you know. So, yeah. uh, and again, Catherine Hahn intrigued. So one day, and the stripper says, "I, I, I have a regular guy who I see every Tuesday, and you know he likes when I when people watch us. If I bring a girl to watch us, so you know you're welcome to come anytime you want." And Catherine Hahn's like, "Oh no, I can't do that." But Larry, sooner, not too long after that, Tuesday rolls around. Catherine Hahn's going there with her. Yeah. So uh, uh, Catherine Hahn, yeah, Catherine Hahn watches the stripper bang some dude, and uh, he gets, you know, goes from there. I'm trying to think what happens next. Oh, so then, uh, you know, Catherine Hahn's really, like kind of enjoying this lifestyle and everything. But then it turns out one of these other mothers at the school, oh, played by Michaela Watkins, who I love, and we'll be hearing about later. Remember Michaela Watkins, Larry, from uh, yeah. Saturday Night Live? Bitch, please. Yeah. Bitch, please. Um, so they 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 said, hey, uh, why don't you get your nanny? Because Catherine Hall is telling everybody that she's their nanny. So they go, hey, why don't you get your nanny to watch our daughters while we all go out on the on the town? And Catherine Hall's like, uh, she doesn't want to say why, but she says that's probably not a good idea, you know. And, uh, but the stripper's all excited to do it because she's looking forward to taking care of the kids and having fun with the kids. But then when she finds out that uh, Catherine Hall told him, uh, nah, 
don't use her because uh, you know she's a stripper or whatever. Uh, she started. Get, she got the stripper got mad because she's like, uh, she started feeling better about herself, but not now. Now she's just a poor stripper. So she got pissed. So when Catherine Hahn and her lady friends are out partying that night, uh, her husband and his buddies come over to have play poker, and the, the stripper girl basically seduces all of them. You know, and she has her way. She has her way with uh, not Catherine Hahn's husband, but one of the other husbands, and it causes a big scandal. And then she exposes Catherine Hahn and her husband for going to strip clubs and paying strippers to have, you know, hang around. So it's like a huge scandal, and it throws their life in the disarray and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the movie ends, but um, with Catherine Hahn uh, banging her husband. So, yeah. <laughs> now, what kind of like? Because during that review, I got the word stripper at least <laughs> 75 times. Are we getting titties yeah. and ass yes. in this movie? Yes. What about spread legs? Uh, no. <laughs> but right. you, you do see some uh, – the girl, the stripper, uh, Tuffy, did you ever watch that show Vinyl on HBO? No. Okay, because <laughs> the stripper girl was the blonde on Vinyl, if anyone out there – if that means anything to you. But uh, she's cute, you know, and uh, but Larry, Catherine Hahn, at the end, like her husband leaves her and they separate, but then they get back together. And, and at the end, uh, you know, it ends with them having the sex, and, and Catherine Hahn does get naked at the end. So. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see Catherine Hahn naked so much. <laughs> she I just find her really funny. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. She's usually good. Yeah. You know, she's she's a funny actress. This isn't an amazing movie or anything, but Catherine Hahn does a really good job. Uh, I think this was from, like, 2013. Um, and, and there are a couple moments where it's like, oh, yeah, this works. So, yeah, you might want to watch Afternoon Delight. Bitch! Huh. So, yeah. <laughs> I love Michaela Watkins. All right. Uh, number five. This is the Zoe Deutsch movie that I saw first. Uh, it's called Flower. Flower. Uh oh, is it about a virgin? Uh actually, yes. <laughs> Technically, yeah. All right. <laughs> um so uh, Zoe Deutsch plays uh what we like to call a troubled youth. Um her huh. dad's in prison and her mom, Larry, is played by Catherine Hahn. And I <laughs> Oh where's that? I swear to God, Larry, I thought I could have I for the first like forty five minutes of this movie, I thought it was Juliet Lewis. <laughs> it was uh, I I was convinced I it was know. Juliet Lewis. I just like the first time I saw no, which like, one oh, of the two Lewis. would be more insulted attention. by that. <laughs> <laughs> you look at Catherine Hahn in this film, and don't tell me she looks like Juliet Lewis. Uh, she looks like that. So I was like, oh, all right, it's Juliet Lewis. But no, it wasn't Juliet Lewis. It was Catherine Hahn. All right, but anyway, uh, her mom's kind of like a little flighty, a little you know. Uh, um, it seems like her mom was probably a stripper at some point in her life, but she's now with a uh, a good guy who's just like a like a I don't know an accountant one, like that kind of guy you know what I mean just a normal average yeah. guy who has got this regular guy with a regular job yeah 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 a stable household um, but he's not like handsome or anything you know what I mean um, so but she's just happy to be with a good guy in a nice situation but uh, Zoe Deutsch. Uh, I can't remember her name in the movie, but she, uh, you know, she's trouble youth. So what she does, Larry, 
is the movie starts with her uh, uh, giving a blowjob to a police officer. That's the first scene in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Right. You don't I'm see listening. it. Like the cops, you see yeah. from the outside uh, the cops in the front seat, and you know he's enjoying something, and then, you know, she sits up and wipes her mouth. Right. <laughs> you know. right. And uh, – and she and he says something like, "Where did you learn to give a hummer like that?" And, she, and her reply, her reply is, "Middle school." So right away, Ooh. you know the kind of movie you're in for. That's the opening scene. Yeah. But uh, yeah. she gets out of the car, and then her two buddies come up. Her two girl pals come up with a video camera, and they're videotaping the guy. And that's basically how what she does is she goes around seducing older men. She gets, she blows them, and then she extorts them for money. And they pay her blackmail, and she's trying to save up money to, you know, go to college or to bail her dad out of prison, one or the other. So that, that's yeah, what we're dealing with. with. Yeah, <laughs> and so then uh, her new stepdaughter to be—they're—they're they're not married quite yet, but they're her parent. Her mom's about to marry this guy. He has a son who gets out of rehab. He was in for pills and whatnot, and he comes home, and he's going to live with them too now. And he's this, uh, like, fat, red-headed dude. And um, he's real quiet and shy. And in, in order to uh, try and ease him back, because he, he gets freaked out a lot. He's very anxious. And he leaves the dinner their first night together and goes outside. And in order to try and get him to relax and to come back inside, uh, she offers to blow him. Because, you know, that's just what she does. And, uh, he, of course, he says, no, I don't. You know, that's weird that my stepsister-to-be. But uh, it gives you an idea of who she is as a person, you know. She's very open to things like that. But, Larry, we learn later, she's never actually had sex. You know, she just blows everybody that she never actually has sex with them. But anyway, she finds out that the reason why this kid is in so much trouble with the pills and he's so anxious is that he he says he was, you know, pizzagated as a kid by a school teacher. And they tried to tell the cops, and the cops didn't press charges, and so it really uh, fucked up his life, and he's miserable, and he's so depressed about it and everything. So in here, it just turns out, Larry, that this school teacher is the same guy that Zoe Deutsch and her friends always see at the bowling alley, who she thinks is really hot. And it turns out to be the same guy that fucked with her soon-to-be stepbrother. So she decides, well, here, we're going to get him back. And that, that teacher is played by one Mr. Adam Scott yeah. of uh, Party, Party Down fame. So the plan is to, so the plan is to seduce them, run their little scheme with him, you know, and take him for all his money and everything. So that she starts to seduce him, and she actually likes this guy, you know. She's like, oh my, this guy's pretty. I like this guy, you know. And uh, but she's like, hey, what he did to my stepbrother is fucked up, so we're going to get him anyway. So here they they go uh, to the night she seduces them, and that her other friends are there, and that boy, that kid's there, and they're they're about to jump in and take the pictures and everything because they're going to drug them. And take pictures of him with like her and her friends all stripped naked around him and stuff, you know. Uh, but as they're going in, uh, he, they're talking, and and he's like, he starts letting, telling about his past and how he's divorced and how they married ended when uh, some stupid kid, uh, I think, like accused him of molesting him, but he never molested him. And it was just a made-up story, and she already drugged him at this point, and he's with a roofie, you know, and he's starting to get drowsy and. Uh, here the the other kid, uh, she's like, well, we can't do this now because maybe the, my stepbrother's lying to me. So she's trying to, like, 
sober him up and try and get everybody out. But here the, the stepbrother comes running in and punches Adam Scott and knocks him out through a coffee table. And, uh, and they set him up on the couch, and they take their pictures, and they think, well, it'll be all right. Uh, we'll just leave. We're going to blackmail him anyway because I believe you. Whatever. So they leave. But here, Larry, turns out uh, Adam Scott ends up dying. He ends up dying, Larry. Because when he when he went it's through the coffee comedy? table, he go, no, it's not a comedy. He was impaled <laughs> on like a uh, Eiffel Tower statue that they showed earlier. They so went right through his back, and he ends up dying. So uh, when they find out he's dead, the uh, Zoe Deutsch and the stepbrother just steal the guy's car, and they just make a run for it. They plan they're going to go to Mexico, and then from there uh, they fall in love. Larry, the stepbrother and Zoe Deutsch. And then the, uh, huh. the 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 kid bangs Zoe Deutsch for the first time. That she has this the uh, the sex, and then the cops arrest him, and then he goes to jail. The boy goes to jail. Zoe Deutsch gets off, and it, but but they're still in love, and they plan to get married, and you know, and that's how it ends. Well, I see the 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 fat redheaded kid you refer to <laughs> is that Tim guy from Tim and Eric stuff. Which I've never watched or whatever, but I've yeah, I don't seen know it all over the place. I have no concept of that at all. But here's the thing Copy, about the you know fire. what I'm referring to? Tim and Tim and Eric. Yeah, I've heard of it. So I don't know that I've ever yeah. seen anything. Yeah, I don't well, know what it is. But. Uh, this movie is so good for like the first. Um, well, let's say it's uh, I don't know, it's two hours long. It, the first hour and a half are tremendous, and Zoe Deutsch is spectacular is in this movie. Is that where all the blowjobs are? The first hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but she is so good in this movie. Like when you see this, oh, this kid's going to be a, she's going to be a somebody, you know. And uh, but then the last, once they find out that Adam, like, and then Adam Scott, when they kill him and the kids line, that's great, you know. This this could be so great. But the whole part about them. From the time they start running from the police and they start falling in love, that stuff's all terrible. Um, and then they even make it worse uh, because at the end you realize the kid admits that well, that, well, Adam Scott didn't touch him. The kid saw Adam Scott touching other little girls, and he they they wouldn't report him, so he just said that it happened to him, so they could report him. And that is such a cop out. It's so fucking terrible, you know. It just I, I just think that undermines everything and ruins them. Because the only interesting thing is that this kid was lying and they ended up killing a guy. You know? So, yeah. yeah. I would still recommend it. Because it's worth it to see Zoe Deutsch. And again, the first, you know, two-thirds of the movie are really good. So Zoe Deutsch is definitely hotter than her mom. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah she's a good-looking kid. But uh, I like Leah Thompson. I have no problem with Leah Thompson. Yeah. I got problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four, Detroit. Detroit. Oh, this this looked like an interesting movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I never uh, really knew what it's about. Um, but in 1967, there were like five days of rioting throughout Detroit after um, the cops busted a. Uh, a place for not having a liquor license, and they rounded up a bunch of people, and, and the citizens got mad because it was this is a black area of Detroit, and I guess they saw like the the cops were mostly white, so a lot of racial tension, and so riots started. And uh, the big thing was that uh, 
the cops thought there's like a sniper shooting at him from uh, the Algiers Hotel or motel or I don't know, whatever. I guess it was a hotel. And uh, so they went in and they raided the the, the hotel and um, three black guys ended up getting killed. And there was a big scandal and the cops were put on trial and then the cops were found not guilty. And so it's all that kind of thing. But it's a really um, good, it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It's got some flaws, but uh, it's directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um, who did the Hurt Locker? Which I I never saw the Hurt Locker. Did have either of you guys seen that? I saw yeah. a little bit of the Hurt Locker. Is it good, Toffee? I don't remember. <laughs> so it's not I, that good, probably. Um, the only uh, I'm trying to think of what famous. Oh well, uh, Jim Halpert from The Office <laughs> plays a uh, sleazy attorney at the end of the movie. Um, but the other, the only real person I recognized was uh, the kid that plays Finn Balor from uh, Star Wars. He's the kid that plays Finn Balor in Star Wars. Who's that kid? Oh, uh, John Bodega or Boyega? Yes, John Boyega. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the main guys. He's not Finn Balor. Yeah. He's just Finn. <laughs> I want you always be Finn Balor. Um, but he's really good in this. Um, it's just really. Here's the, here's the problem with it. It's two hours and 25 minutes, so that's really long, and it's too long. And uh, also, the beginning, like the first half hour, it's spectacular in terms of how it's shot and the direction. Like, she, like she's directing these like um, scenes of rioting and uh, conflicts on the street and stuff, and it looks like a documentary. It's like so well done and so authentic and so real to life. You're like, holy shit, this could actually be literally happening. Um so that stuff's all spectacular. But you don't really get invested in any of the characters. There's no really compelling character arc. For, there's one guy who has a nice little character arc, but he doesn't even come in to play until about 30 minutes in the movie. And then by the end, like, there's just no real connection to the people involved in the story. So that hurts it. But it's still a very good movie. And I'm kind of shocked that it wasn't nominated for a lot of Oscars just because... Like, in terms of a Hollywood production and a movie, this is a really good Hollywood movie, you know? So, I don't know. I think it Anthony Mackie's in this movie. I don't know who that is. Uh, you would know him as Falcon. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. And there's a hot-looking redhead in the movie, it seems. Um... What's oh, this character? Let me see how old. Oh, wait, let me see how old she is. Oh, okay, she's twenty nine. Um, Joey. There were two white girls. Like one of the contentious part of the story is that when the cops raided that hotel, they found two white girls in a room with a black guy. And no. so that oh, I guess it was a lot more. Right. Yeah, and uh, so uh, yeah, the one the one white girl was a brunette, and the one was like a red. Reddish hair, and yeah, the reddish hair one was cuter. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so All Detroit, right, Detroit. Thumbs up on Detroit. Give it a whirl, especially the beginning, just for the the footage of the riding and stuff. It's really well done. All right, number three. I watched this one last night. It's called Loving Vincent. Loving Vincent. This is about uh, WWE and Shawn Michaels. No, it's, why would it be about Shawn Michaels? It's about Vincent. 
because he wanted it to be about Vince. Apparently, that's the rumor, right? He loved Vince. But I think if you're doing a a Vincent, wanted to be about. um, Oh well, I guess. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, WWE days. But back in WWE days, he was Virgil. But in WCW days, he was Vincent. I was thinking of Virgil. Well, I'm referring to Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels yeah, I got and the that. rumor that they got it on at one point. Yeah. 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 I don't know how and of course, they named is, him Vincent WCW to take a shot at Vince McMahon. Because they named him Virgil oh, yeah, WWE to take, to take a shot at Dusty Rhodes. Because his real name is Virgil. So, anyway. Really? I'd see, I didn't um, know any of that. Yeah. But uh, loving Vincent is about Vincent Van Gogh. And uh, this this movie is a spectacular achievement, Larry, because it's like a, it's a, it's an oil painting. Every scene in the picture, it's an oil painting done in pretty much Van Gogh style. Uh, so the whole movie is just an animated oil painting. It really is spectacular. Um, but a guy, uh, this dude's uh, dad is a postmaster, and there's an undelivered letter from Vincent to his brother Theo, and it wasn't found until like mm-hmm. a year after Vincent's death. And uh, so they want to, he gets his son, he says, hey, deliver this, find Theo and deliver this letter to him. So his son's going around and trying to deliver the letter to Theo, but of course Theo killed or died shortly after Vincent killed himself, theoretically killed himself. Uh, So when he finds out that there's no Theo, so then he just goes, see who else he can give the letter to, and he starts falling around, he starts looking into the Vincent's death, and it's kind of like a mystery detective story in a way. And uh, so it's just about, Vincent Van Gogh's life and his death, but man, it is it's spectacular to look at. <laughs> they did so like, it's an animated it's film. Yeah, but it's all like oil paintings. It's not like cartoon. You know what I mean? Um, I guess they filmed terrible. the actors on a. Then they they <laughs> they painted each each cell of the film. You know, um, they had 125 oh artists to work on it. They had 65,000 individual paintings. Um, it's, it's really good. Like the story's a little, the narrative story could be better. Like there's not a lot of, uh, it becomes basically just talking heads. When you're doing a, a police investigation, a mystery thing, Larry, you got to go. You, did you ever play that game, uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective? Remember that game back in the day? Yeah. I had it on the Sega CD, but it was on the PC and everything. But basically, you're Sherlock Holmes, and you just went around interviewing people, and you try to put the clues together. That's basically what this movie is. There's no action or too much. Uh, there's one fight scene that was okay, it, but the interviews are all pretty standard. There's not the, the trick when you're doing a mystery and a police an investigation. You need to make each interview somehow interesting, and they don't really do that here. It's kind of it's not exactly lively or all that interesting, but it, it's visually spectacular. So I would highly recommend huh. watching it just to see it. Do we ever find out what's in the letter? Is it the other ear? Uh, no, that's a good question. I don't. I don't think anyone ever actually opens the letter. Um, right, or do well, they? I don't know. <laughs> I was working. It's just nonsense. Yeah, I don't think. Um, it was more just like looking into it. He gives the letter to a doctor, and then the doctor gives him a letter um, that uh, Vincent had written. And uh, I, I can't remember who. It was like a copy of um, Theo's wife had his letter, and it was about the uh, the artists and their journey through life. And he gives it to the kid, the guy, saying, "Hey, they, you might be need this advice. It might help you." And it's just what you know how to get through life and everything. But whatever. 
So there is All Loving right. Vincent. Loving Vincent. Uh, number two, Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to bother you. Nothing? You don't remember this? I don't think. I, I don't know. Tuffy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one with the guy from uh, from Atlanta. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't watched Atlanta, so I don't know. But uh, Yeah, it's like the black guys in the uh, call center or whatever. Is that that one? Yes. Yeah, he... Uh, this guy needs a job, so he's, he's trying to get a job, and he gets a job at a telemarketing place. And he finds it, the one uh, Danny Glover is an older guy there, and he's having like the the main characters having trouble getting along. And Danny Glover says, "Hey, because you got to use your white voice, you need to talk like a white guy." And so he teaches them how to just talk like a white guy on the phone, and right away he starts having success, and he starts moving up the ladder, and he gets promoted. Uh, to like the power caller level, which is up above the, it's like the elite, the Illuminati of the telemarketers. And um, it, yeah, the movie's really good because it, it, it looks at social issues of worker, the working class versus management and the elite. And uh, so it's right up my alley in that regard. Uh, the ending goes in a way you wouldn't expect. <laughs> like it goes, it gets a little weird, but it's it still works. Um, but I got to tell you, I really, really like this movie. Um, I kind of uh, remember fact, when you said about the the white guy voice. Now I kind of remember that part of a trailer at one point, but the rest of it doesn't sound familiar. The, the only problem I have with the movie is uh, the subplot about the romance angle with his girlfriend. It doesn't really work. It's a little, uh, it's a little awkward. Um, but I really, really like this movie. And uh, the, the first opening scene, uh, you, you could teach a class about how to establish a tone for a movie and how to get make a character likable. It's just perfect. I loved what they did there. So, uh, yeah. Does Good Danny Glover ever say, I'm too old for this shit in this movie? <laughs> no. And, and he's not in it a lot. Um, he's probably yeah. in it like maybe three, three, four minutes. He's not really in there a whole ton. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I give it a, like a nine out of ten, I would say, because uh, oh, it, it, it tackles an important it tackles an important issue, um, and it does so in a smart, clever way. So yeah, big fan, big fan. Sorry to bother you. Give it a whirl, Larry. And number one. Uh, Here we this go. This is a TV show. Oh, what's that, Larry? No, I, I said, uh, here we go. I want to hear what number one is this week. Uh, uh, it, it's a TV show. It, it was a Hulu exclusive show. It was on for four years. I never heard of it. But it stars uh, my beloved Michaela Watkins, who I mentioned earlier. It, the show is called Casual. Casual. Um, right. She plays like a uh, 40-year-old... Uh, a psychologist uh, who's getting a divorce from her husband and she has a teenage daughter and her brother uh, is like a, like a wealthy dude who uh, helped uh, start a dating website so he has a house and he lets them move in with him until they get situated and he likes having them there because they had a fucked up childhood in their family their parents were weird so they've always been close and he, he likes having them there but uh, and M- uh, Michaela Watkins she's trying to figure out She's mad at her husband because her husband cheated on her. 
so she's bitter towards him and she's angry at the life and yet she wants to get out and uh start dating again just to meet other people and you know live it up so she decides to get like a little account on his dating site and it, it's just about like uh casual references like casual relationships that a lot of people are looking for and she's never dated or you know she's been married pretty much her whole life so she's dating's new to her and she's just trying to navigate those waters and then meanwhile the brother he's he's out he's out like banging all these hot girls all the time but he's miserable and he's not happy because he's never felt you know like actually loved or actually loved anyone else so he's trying to find like true romance and she's looking for like you know just casual stuff um but it's really smart it's really well written and uh it's there's some there's humor in it but it's more like a drama but it's just really well done. I was, I was a big fan. I, I'm I'm about eight episodes into it, but I, I really like it. So. Does uh, Does Danny Glover show up and say I'm too old for this shit? No, but uh, you know what does show up at least once an episode? Uh, naked lady. There's always a naked lady somewhere. Oh. So. I'm back in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, this guy dates a lot of good-looking women, and, and the one woman he's dating now, Larry, he's all excited to see. He, he always put his profile up. Um, he wrote the algorithm, so he knows what works and how to get these women. So he has a, he has a profile up with all these phony answers that he knows will work to make get him matches. And then he has a profile with his true answers, and no one ever matches with that one. <laughs> but here, one about six episodes in, oh, he gets a match on that one, and he, he so he goes out to date this see this girl, and they hit it off. Beautifully, it's like oh my god, they're perfect for the. And she is smoking hot. Um, I don't know who the actress is. Her name's Emmy. I don't know if you look it up. Uh, the character's name is Emmy. She is smoking hot, and so they hit it off. They go home. He's they're having the sex, and here some other dude walks in, and uh, it's not her. It's her boyfriend, and she's in an open relationship. So the boyfriend's not mad. Like it's just how they roll, you know, and. So how how would you feel, Larry? You, you meet this lady who you think, oh my God, I, I could be falling in love with this woman. You're, you're, she's perfect, and then uh, you find out she has a boyfriend and she's in an open relationship. How would you react, Larry? Yeah, I wouldn't be too happy about that. No, I'm not yeah. even sharing. Yeah, so with another woman. And, I mean, yeah, so he's really uh, not sure what to do, but he likes this girl. So the last couple uh, episodes, he's been trying to like navigate a little bit like still be with her but also kind of maybe weasel the other guy out of the picture kind of like pull her away from him you know one of them deals but uh oh but then she has a she wants to have a threesome and they actually have a wants to have a four-way with another lady and you sure this guy. wasn't an episode of seinfeld <laughs> no this is <laughs> this is casual <laughs> so uh yeah give it a whirl it's on the hulus you guys it's on the hulus. you guys watch wrecked right yeah. She was she that that uh Emmy girl was on two episodes of that. She played somebody named Rosa. I have no idea. Tuffy, do you remember Rosa on uh, Rex? Uh It had to be early seat, like maybe the first two episodes. Two thousand sixteen. She was the Hot other flight the gang episode and She's all the is not lost episode. Oh, you know, the, the first season when uh, the main flight attendant guy goes and finds the other uh, flight attendant lady, and she's got all the imaginary oh, yeah, yeah, people? Yeah. yeah, she's like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but she was hot, if I remember, and <laughs> she was really yeah. hot and casual. Yeah, she was real good and casual. So, yeah, yeah highly naked. recommended. Oh, uh, yes, yep, yes, she does. All right. Now, are these half-hour dramas or are these hour dramas? Uh, half hours. Okay. Tolerable. Yeah, it seems like it's just a half hour. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, I'm usually busting gems when they're on. So. Yeah, time time goes weird when you're busting the gems. So there it is. Uh, so definitely watch Casual. Uh, sorry to bother you. You should check out Loving Vincent if you like Vincent Van Gogh and uh, interesting films <laughs> in ter- terms of production. And uh, Detroit. I would also recommend Detroit. So there you go. What about downsizing? Yes. <laughs> but, like, I, I'd give Detroit, like, an eight. Like, a solid eight, I think. Um, but, uh... Tuppy, have you watched anything this week? Uh, I watched Blockers. Oh, oh yeah. John, John, John Cena? Cena? Yeah. Baron Thal? I think that guy's name is, or something like that. Like Baron Holtz. Baron Holtz. There you go. That guy. Who? He, yeah. Uh, yeah, that dude's funny. I like that guy. And uh, and who's uh, the lady is it Leslie Mann. Sure. Oh, no, Leslie it's Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. I love Leslie yeah. Mann. Yeah. I am a big, yeah. big fan of Leslie. <laughs> so, what would you think of Blockers? It's pretty good. You know. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Scene is pretty good in it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean it's not funny. bad. No, not you know. Yeah, it's for not your all typical anything, but R-rated. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's worth sitting through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And then uh, yeah, Game of Thrones again. Yeah. Huh. Amelia Clark's still kicking on there, or is she dead? Yeah, she's going to be there till at least one of the last two episodes. I would guess the last episode. Yeah. Are you and into then, this? Uh, season? Yeah, this... Has it been worth? Has it been worth? No, the it's wait? been good. All right. I mean, it all comes down like the first two episodes were just everybody kind of meeting up and getting ready for this week is the hour and a half long, a bunch of people die episode. Uh, so. Yeah. It's just like a really long fight scene, right? Isn't that what's yeah. I mean, I, an hour and a half long, I assume part of it is going to be like still back in King's landing with Cersei doing whatever plot stuff they need to do there for this week. But most of it should be the big fight. Have any other prominent characters uh, died? Um, no, they haven't really had anything happen. Uh, what what in about the first that two little finger guy? Is he still around? Little finger. He got killed last season. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Tuffy, what happened with some sex scene with that Macy Williams? And because I, I saw like she's embarrassed what? by it too. Or, 
I mean, she yeah, had a sex scene. Pretty much it. Well, she was yeah, like 12 when the show started, so she's, you know, I don't know, 19, 20 now, probably. Uh, she's 22. I watch 19, she's 20 like, year olds bang every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the big deal is she's like, 22 now, but everybody started watching her on TV when she was, yeah. what, 14 then? So when you, when you say so, she had a yeah. well, who did she have the sex with? Gendry. Oh, is that, that older guy with the, like, the tough guy, the sword fighter guy? No, the guy who was uh, Robert's bastard, the blacksmith. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because actually, Tuffy, you know that guy who blacksmith like, assistant? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, technically, he, he could be a king, right? Wasn't he like... Oh, wait, well, he is like brother. the... No. <laughs> no. No. Like, wasn't it's he an illegitimate son of someone who could have been to the throne? Am I thinking of the right guy? He was the bastard son of Robert, the king at the start of the show. Oh, Robert Baratheon, but not yeah. Mark. Okay. Correct. Um, but, uh, Tuffy, who, you know that guy I'm talking about who was like the sword fighter guy who, uh, with the mustache and he's, he's like an older fellow, but he is cool. Um, Mark Zorro? Oh, Serial Pharrell. <laughs> Maybe. Serial? Uh, prob- yeah, he, he was somebody's, uh, Maybe Dinklage is right hand man for a while. Oh no, that's Bron. Okay. Okay. No, not that guy. <laughs> but anyway, the guy I'm talking about, if you can remember who I'm talking about, uh he uh he's actually in Loving Vincent. He plays the doctor in Loving Vincent. At least uh, he's always okay. painted as the doctor <laughs> in Loving Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. Jerome so, Flynn it, is the actor. I guess Dinklage is still around too, then. Yeah, uh, like I imagine, John and Daenerys and Tyrion all make it out of this episode. How about that? Re- Probably Jamie. She's still around. Yeah, yeah. She was knighted this week by Jamie. Uh, how about Lannister. the mountain? Did the mountain die? Um, no, he's like a uh, sort of. I'll say. Then, I, was like uh, a zombie. I don't know when you stopped watching. So I don't know. I, I think I remember uh, when he crushed that dude's head in that fight and he yeah. got poisoned. And then he yeah, and then the the creepy not a maester Kyburn like uh drained his blood and did stuff so he's like uh he's still technically alive, but he's like a zombie kind of thing. Oh, alright. But he does whatever Cersei says. I don't so know. would I. I Is this be better or worse than hockey talk, Larry? <laughs> it's it's equal. It's worse. <laughs> hey, it's worse. well, there's something wrestling we got to talk about though. Uh, what about the Firefly Funhouse? <laughs> what you guys think of that? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Larry, uh, I don't know. Like, I like <laughs> the fact that he looks like he took a shower and he cut his beard and stuff. But I I don't know I don't know what's going on yet with it. Is it just hey I'm Bray Wyatt the same character but now I'm even more crazy? Yeah, for those who don't know, what we're talking about basically Bray Wyatt is like the basically the host of Blues Clues kind of. He's kind of like a kid's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, but he's he's a twisted dude. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I don't know where they're going with it, but at least it's they're trying something, you know. So I'll give them credit. Yeah, that, was, that, that whole thing. That whole thing has Bruce Pritchard's fingerprints all over it. I'm guessing Bruce Pritchard was behind all that. I don't know. Well, whoever got him to cut his hair and cut his beard, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate it. I saw a picture of him, too. Uh, he looks to be in really good shape also right now. Well, I guess. He hasn't been doing nothing. He better be working out. <laughs> yeah, his arms are looking pretty huge. So uh, pretty wide. The problem is he looks too much like Bo Dallas now. Dude, I swear yeah, he when, he came like in, Bo Dallas. when he came in through the door, I thought for sure it was Bo Dallas. I'm like, whoa, I haven't seen Bo Dallas in a while. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, that's Bray. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was it was different. So we'll see. They better not do the same bullshit. Remember how they built up the Wyatt family? You know, you got little vignettes for like a month or so, and like – the anticipation was awesome, and then they came out, and you're like, yeah, this is badass. But then, like, about a month into it, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking bored with this. This is fucking the same shit every week, and who gives a fuck? I, like, I, I'm, I'm worried that awesome that's going to happen. Like, For a I while, like and then it got boring. Yeah. Like, huh. okay, he's going to pull a rocking chair down while Luke Harper and Eric <laughs> Rowan beat up whoever's in the ring. And he's going to laugh. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Well, are you sure? Because it's not like WWE ever beats anything into the ground. I mean, they didn't really have Lacey Evans walk out like once or twice, right? She's a lady, though. Yeah, she is a lady. Ooh, and law. Um, what else? Anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Hmm. You know what I got into this week? Uh, <laughs> over on Amazon Prime, I the other day there was a documentary on about like the 1964 World's Fair. So I was like, all right, I'll watch okay. it. I don't give a fuck. So I had it on while I was breaking gems and shit. But like after it ended, it was like, hey, you might like this shit too. So I found these... <laughs> supermarket training videos from like 1950s and 60s and I watched about two hours of these things and it was awesome I was so into it it was just like you know just what like what do you mean like like if you're working at a supermarket like they make you watch these yeah things? yes it was that kind of shit <laughs> And then there was like then you know later on they started it started to unravel a little bit later on like they <laughs> then they cut to like they got into like a big agriculture section where they were talking about farming and all that kind of stuff but early on just watching like you know what they expect out of employees and just the, like you know what the store looked like and stuff it was awesome and then uh, after that ended I watched. Um, I think it was called, like, The Kitchen of the Future, and it was just, <laughs> once again, like, 50s type of programming where the, where all these new innovations were coming around, like the clothes dryer, and they're like, wow, <laughs> look at this, Linda, and, and, you know, like, I just put my clothes right in here, and it runs on gas, and then she's like, oh, I'm going to see if <laughs> Bill would be interested in buying one of these for me, you know, and it's just so, like... That that whole Neanderthal way of thinking, like where the man is, you know, the breadwinner and the woman's washing the fucking house all day. It's just like, it's fucking hilarious to watch that kind of shit. So I watched a lot of that kind of stuff this week. 
It's pretty good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Have you guys? Nick and I watched this on Saturday. Last Saturday, we, there was nothing on. So, have you guys seen You versus Wild on Netflix? <laughs> Never heard of it. No. All right. So what it is is like you know that Bear Grylls guy. Bear Grylls. Yeah. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about now. But, yeah, he has a show on there where, you know, he's on these adventures, and then at some point, like, you got to pick what you want him to do. Like, with your remote, you're like, oh, do you want him to eat the, the pine nuts, or do you want him to eat the mushrooms? Or do you wow. want him to use the grappling hook, or do you want him to, you know, use the fucking fishing line, or whatever it is, you know? Uh, choose your own adventure with Bear grills. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So we were watching that last week. We fucked around with a few episodes. Nick ended up killing him. They had to bring the helicopter <laughs> in to rescue him because she, she fed him the mushrooms and he, he didn't make it. He just curled up in a ball and they had to call the helicopter and come get him. But I don't know. It was fun. Like, I think each episode's only like 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. They're real short. You only make, you only make maybe three or four choices during during the show, but I don't know. It's fun. It's something to do. Did you ever end up watching that Bandersnatch? No, I never did. Puffy? No, I don't have Netflix anymore. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, and last night I watched half a movie. Uh, not because I didn't like it, I just fell asleep. But uh, it, it, it's a classic horror movie that I've heard many people talk about, but I've never watched it. Uh, it's called Ginger Snaps. Have you guys seen Ginger? I know Mike Dawes hasn't seen Ginger Snaps, but Toppy has never seen Ginger Snaps. No. Ginger Snaps. All right. So it's about. Have you ever eaten a Ginger Snaps? Have you ever ever eaten a Ginger Snaps? Oh, hell yeah. They're the bomb. I love those things. (laughs) Oh, you like them? Yeah, they're interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love the taste of them. I just wish they were harder. It's like, you know, it's not quite rocks, but I wish it was. Well, in fairness, I've only eaten wheat-free, gluten-free, vegan ginger snaps, so maybe it's <laughs> a little different. Yeah, if you buy, like, the real ones, like the original ones, like your grandma used to buy at the store, they they, they, they have about the texture of, like, hey, these were the same boxes my grandma passed over 62 <laughs> years ago. They're hard, that's all I'm saying, but they taste good. You need You need milk or you need a big jug of water next to you to, like, loosen some shit up. But, yeah, I do like so it. So is it? But uh, the Ginger Snaps movie about Ginger Snaps? No, it's not. It's about werewolves, oh. which I'm not normally. I'm not a werewolf kind of person. I like werewolves. Person. I'm a big werewolf. Yeah. Fan. So here, here, here's the premise. It's these two goth sisters. They're miserable, mopey fucks in high school and shit, and they want to like kill themselves. They're like setting, like trying to set up this suicide pact. And there's like a like a foxy redhead and you know like a mousy well not mousy she's nasty like brunette <laughs> and um, so so the foxy redhead ends up getting uh, you know attacked by a werewolf and she's turning into a werewolf and stuff but at the same time they're trying to navigate through high school and you know the bully there and you know at the same time you know she's eating the neighbor's dogs and stuff so. <laughs> She's trying to come to grips with becoming a werewolf and, you know, becoming a, you know, an old woman at the same time. But it's not a comedy. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, dude, it's dark. I never movie. fucking heard yeah. of it. 
I'm looking it up, and there's like uh, Ginger Snaps Two Unleashed. Ginger Snaps. Yeah, yeah. There's back. a bunch of sequels. Oh yeah. Yeah, but the girl that plays Ginger is she's good looking red, redhead. I can tell you that. Catherine Isabel. Yeah. I like you. Yeah. But yeah, it was decent for a horror movie. You know, you know how good horror movies are usually. But it was good enough. I'm gonna finish it. Huh. Wow. Usually, most movies yeah. I fall asleep to. I just like whatever. And then we also watched a lot of Friday the Thirteenth this week. And that was about it. That, that girl was a Canadian actress, and she earned the title Scream Queen in 2007 for her roles in various horror oh, there films. You go. I figured that movie was Canadian because they said a boot quite a bit. So. <laughs> a boot? A boot. But that's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch that. Maybe I'll put Ginger Snaps on my list. I can watch Ginger Snaps. There you go. Week. Yeah. Maybe, I, well, I, I may I'll, try I'll and watch go to Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll both watch Ginger Snaps. Oh. All right. You may try and go. But I, see. I may try and uh, go see Avengers this week, so we can talk about that next. You're week. insane! There is zero <laughs> percent chance of that happens. I would hit the Powerball before you would go to the movies, and I'm not even buying any tickets. I won't even buy a ticket. Why? I have a better shot. At Why is it so weird that I could go to a movie? <laughs> I think I can do it. You haven't left your house in two years. <laughs> You've got like nine miles on your car. <laughs> I mean, there's no like, way you're going. Now it's the time, like, the kids are in school, so I could go. Well, I, yeah, that's the thing. Dude, I've had a, um, I did an editing gig for somebody, and they paid me with a, a money order. And I've had the it's money order here for years, at least a month, because uh, I tried to put it into my uh, ATM machine, like how you deposit checks, you know. But they wanted, they right. couldn't read it or some reason because it's a money order. So uh, I still have it here. And my bank always closes at 5 o'clock except on Fridays it's open until 7. And so that means I have to get up before 5 o'clock to take it to the bank. And it hasn't happened yet. But you realize I call you at 3.30 on Fridays. So yeah, I know on Friday, on Friday you think that's the time I need to go. But then, like, you know, you call me and we talk, and then I, I start busting gems, and then it's time to eat. And then in the show. Well, the bank yeah. does Don't open at like gems. 9 a.m., so you could just do it like the last thing you do before you go to oh. bed. Oh, Tuffy, that's good thinking. I never even thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you have thought of that? <laughs> I just, because I always figure I have to wake up and be there by 5. I never even thought of just staying up. I might do that. That's good thinking. And Tuffy. I think the bank opens yeah. at 8. All right, yeah. Maybe I'll. Yeah. They'll, they'll think, like by the way, I'm a normal human going to the bank at 8 a.m. But Yeah. Um, Look at this guy. That's bright and early. <laughs> wow. How about that? You just blew my mind, Tuffy. <laughs> <You just>, yeah. <laughs> well, banks are usually like, up on, like, Saturday mornings, too, so you can probably go tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in theory. But I don't know. I'm kind of... Yeah, like 8 to noon, they're usually open on Saturdays. It's only, like, 80 bucks, but, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Who, whose book are you editing that they're sending you a? Uh, it wasn't order? a like, book. What year is this? Was it was it Truman Capote or somebody like that? Like, who uses <laughs> a money order? It was just a uh, like a dissertation. It was like it's one of Pat's buddies, so I did it cheap. But uh, you know, um, 
I told them to send a check or, you know, PayPal, and, but they sent a money order. I mean, that's nice, but it seems like yeah. a lot of work to go get a money order to pay me, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Seems like a lot, a lot of work to cash a money order. Yeah, yeah. it is. I, I'm finding it out that it is a lot of work <laughs> trying to cash a money order. Well, you gotta get you got to get Apple Pay or something going on. I, I usually get PayPal, but a lot of people don't have the PayPal, you know, so... Yeah, that's that's absurd. The, the company I work for, uh, my regular job, I they they used to use PayPal. Now they use something called Payoneer. Did you ever hear of this? Payoneer. No. Yeah. That's been working. Here, here, <laughs> right off the bat, about, like it, when my money's being transferred electronically, I don't want a fucking punny app that, that I'm using. <laughs> like I want. <laughs> That's the one time I want people to take shit seriously. I don't want pun O'Neer, you know, or what, what is it, pay O'Neer? Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, with pay O'Neer. Fucking stupid. I'm not, I'm not getting into that. Keep your jokes for something else. Not when it comes to my WWE champions money getting you know, <laughs> yeah. taken out of my bank. Yeah, Tuffy, I was telling Larry earlier, another job I did, uh, editing job for somebody, they gave me a $25 tip. So you know what that went to, trying to get Oscar. Did not work out. Did not work out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm yeah, you a got... pattern here, but it it <laughs> never works out. It never even comes close to working out. Uh, I did buy one X-Pac coin today. So. Did you get shards? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember who for. Probably like Nia Jax. What the fuck do I want an Xbox for? Fuck Xbox. Here's another question. You know those Becky Lynch goggle things? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Have you have you noticed that a lot of the shards you get from those are the shield shards? Is there? Do you think there's something come up coming up with the shield? No, I just think they don't want you to have anything good. So they give you the shield shards. It just seems weird. I always get the Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins, Shield I, Shards, and then Becky Lynch. Those are like the four most popular. I I get Alexa Bliss, uh, Roman yep. Reigns Shield, uh, Becky Lynch, and it's really maybe Naomi or, or something. But, yeah, yeah I, I haven't gotten anything good out of those goggles at all. Because, so, you know, no, technically, Oscar is available through those goggles. Technically. Oh, you'll never get her there. <laughs> like, I'm not even doing that fucking blitz they got right now. Like, because I could only do, like, the normal one anyway, because my Xbox isn't that good. But, like, the prize, oh, oh, I won 12 goggles. Thanks. Oh, that's worth it. Yeah, goggles. my Xbox yeah. only, like, one star still. Yeah. So, so I'm not doing that blitz either. All what right. about that uh, Star Fragment Blitz? Did you guys do that one? No. Yeah, but no. it's like maybe in another two years I'll have enough to fix yeah. Star. Yeah, I will not be playing the game anymore by the time. <laughs> yeah, you can say that now, Tuffy, but two years from now. We'll <laughs> two years from now I still won't have a Star Fill. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I think you need 1,500 to get like – yeah, you have a four-star guy to fill their star. So it's like, 
I think the most I have is like twelve, or not. I mean, maybe two hundred to one, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And I never get anything good out of those things. I know I got eighty technician shards this time, so probably about one fifty maybe on someone. But still, so fucking far away. Who cares? The rich get richer over there. With your eighty <laughs> shards. I usually get like one shard. Sometimes they take shards away from me. Like our Facebook radio page. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm losing shards. Well, Tuffy, anything else to discuss? Because I could, I need to take a nap. Uh, yeah. Take a nap. Yeah. I mean, uh, I always, I always take a nap from midnight to one a.m. <laughs> oh my god. I don't understand. You gotta get out. Uh, Anyways, what, what were you saying, Tuffy? Uh, I almost yelled at some poor teenage kid making my Chipotle tonight. And so <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with their process, but you go and it's like you know you go down the line, they put stuff on, and they have the mild, the medium, and the hot salsa. I always say, you know, put all three on there. And this girl like scoops <laughs> the one, puts the mild on one end, puts the medium in the middle, and puts the hot on the other end, and it's like. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Put them all, <laughs> all over. Well, they I don't call know. it the tour of what? Mexico. <laughs> like, what's the benefit of getting one of each? Like, why not just just get the extra hot or whatever and be done with it? Like, what's the benefit? Well, it's more food. <laughs> I like them all. But I want to blend them together. But, but you realize, but aren't you essentially aren't you essentially the same just watering down one kind that they are of three different kinds? It's, they're not putting more yeah. salsa on. It'd still be the same. No, amount. they are. <laughs> no, they are. Huh. But Tuffy, aren't you just watering down the the extremely spicy flavor of the extra spicy if you're putting medium and normal in there? No, you're getting the flavor of all three. But are, but aren't the flavor of the other two just a watered down version of the flavor of the one? So you're technically getting a watered down version of the the best flavor. No, because like the mild is like a pico de gallo, <laughs> you know, with like the chunks of tomato and onion and stuff. Oh, the medium oh, so is they're... a salsa verde. Oh, okay. And the hot, so they're, they're just tech- like a they're... red hot sauce. Okay, so they're technically <clears throat> three different kinds of sauces, not just the same yeah. sauce, but three levels of heat. In this and this sauce. idiot puts them like they're striping a. <laughs> striping down the bowl and it's like I just want to be there what the fuck are you doing are you retarded <laughs> well, that so fun. you got a bowl like I've never been to Chipotle isn't there like yeah, yeah well, that's two a, ways to that's get another it. problem <laughs> is I haven't had a burrito there and I don't know how long because they don't train these people how to roll up a burrito <laughs> Yeah, same with the taco. Like you Bell get a burrito, people. if you get more than two things in the burrito, like it's just spilling all over the place. And then they just look at you like, uh, do you want another tortilla for that? And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Hey, tough it's like you know you're, how you're to a, roll up a burrito? You know how to roll one up? Uh I could do it better than their employees do. The the key is you gotta put the bottom of it, like flip it up and then you roll it, you know? Um Yeah. How many burritos that. have you made? In my old days, I, when I was eating meat when I was a teenager, I used to eat, like, I, I just cook up the ground uh, hamburger and make uh, soft tacos all the time. And oh, uh, I like even I, I used to do it with, uh, tur- even when I was vegan or vegetarian, I did it with, like, a, a, well, no, it wasn't when I was vegetarian. But I was eating, like, turkey, ground turkey, 
And um, I would uh, make burritos with the ground turkey for like a three-year window when I was eating turkey. Yeah, we use a and, lot uh, of ground turkey here. Yeah, so you, you want to roll up the bottom end like a, and then you roll it. Flip up the bottom yeah. and roll it. Yeah. Like a noob. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never been in a... So, the only experience I have with Chipotle is watching Braun Strowman order his Chipotle order. Uh, yeah. That was impressive. So, yeah. Tuffy, when you go in and you get a, a bowl and you get your fillings and all that shit, like, what does, like, what's a typical bill at a Chipotle? Uh, it's like, uh, if you just get, like, a chicken bowl and then, you like, all, the meat's the only price variant, you know, whether they get chicken or okay. steak or uh, barbecue or whatever. Like, I think the chicken is the regular price, and then, like, the steak might be, like, 20 or 30 cents extra or something. In a bowl so by you itself get the chicken is, like... Because you like... Do you get the chicken because it's 20 cents cheaper? I mean... <laughs> I don't get the steak because it's 30 cents more. Oh, my God. All right. So, all right. I'm it all t- it's all mixed up in a fit. Like, it's not the main part of the thing, so it's, that doesn't make a difference. So, yeah, it's like, I don't know, seven, eight bucks for a burrito or bowl. Mm-hmm. And then... So do you get a drink with that? Well, I usually pick it up and bring it home. But a drink is, you know, dollar fifty like any other oh, fast food restaurant. Of, it's not a deal. Okay, it's not like... No, a deal no, deal no. Mm. Now... Yeah, I've never been to Chipotle. I just feel like I'd be intimidated there, and I wouldn't know what to do. And everybody's like, "This fucking guy's holding up the fucking line. Just fucking get a burrito, you fat you'd, bitch." You know, no, you'd fit right in like with that. people not knowing what they're doing. That's the next problem I have at that place. Yeah, and places that's that have that. That's why I don't go in. Well, well, well Larry, yeah, you fit this? right in because everybody does that. How about this week, Larry? You go to a Chipotle, and I'll go watch a movie. <laughs> I don't know where there's a Chipotle. I know I saw one, I was like, one in Greensburg. downtown. Yeah. yeah. I was just in Greensburg last weekend. Well, hey, thanks for calling me. Yeah. Well, it was Easter. Yeah, it took, we went out to dinner. So here's the thing. So uh, we went and picked up my mom, all right? So I said <laughs> to her, it's been a while since I've left my mom's house and come to Greensburg. So... When I was getting to the bottom of her hill, I said, you know, which way is the fastest way, left, or should I go back around, like, you know, the bowling alley and go out that way? She goes, go left. And I was like, all right. So I was like, it's just been so long since I've taken it. I can't remember which way is the fastest way. So from that point forward, she needed to tell me where to turn everywhere. And I'm like, listen, Mom, I know where I'm going. I used to come out here every week. I just couldn't remember if it was faster to go up the hill or to make the left. So we get to, like, Delmont. Oh, turn right here. I know. I've been here. Remember, I used to live here for, like, 25 years or whatever. You know, we get to, like, 66. She's like, oh, make a left here. I know where I'm at. So she's telling me we're going to Longhorns. Okay. So we we start to come up by, um, you know, where Toys R Us and all that shit is. And I say to her, where is Longhorns? Is it up in the mall? She's like, no, it's not in the mall. I, I was like, look, not in the mall, but I mean, is it around the mall? No. And I was like, well, where is it? And she's like, well, you, 
it's over. You're going to go straight here. And I was like, okay. And then she goes, and then when we go across, so we're at the light at, at Mr. Donuts now. Do you know where I'm talking about? Or Dunkin' Donuts, where Burger King used to be, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts, Boston Market, that intersection. And I had just yep. come from Toys R Us. So she's telling me to go straight. Okay, so you know where I'm heading right now. Okay, yeah. so we go straight across 30, and yeah. we, we bear around the right, and then she goes, make a right here. I'm like, this yeah. is the fucking mall. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, but it's not in the mall. And I said, no, it's not yeah. in the mall. It's around the mall. No, it isn't, she says. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So we get to the top of the hill, and she turns right, and she goes, turn right. I'm like, all right, so now we're, like, in front of J.C. Penney's, and, you know, about 100 yards to the right, there's Longhorns. And I'm yeah. like, this is the fucking mall. <laughs> like, oh, well, you said you knew where you were going. And I was like, whatever. It was, it, I was so annoyed. I, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, was, I can't do Greensburg twice in a, in a row is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Twenty minutes away, Larry. How, yeah, there's always a Chipotle twenty minutes away. But how was the food of Longhorns? Is that any good? It was fine. Yeah, it was all right. I I think I ate there once, maybe when it. Yeah. I don't know. It was nice, I guess. Nice enough, whatever. Because last year we went to Texas Roadhouse. And that's yes. what we were going again this year. But my mom kept saying, no, we went the Longhorns last year. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe we did. I mean, she's in Greensburg every week, every other week, so she knows the area better than I do. And I was like, oh, maybe it was Longhorns. So when we start to come up around by Toys R you know, at the Wonder Bread store, like even before the yeah. where the Wonder Bread store was, like when we got <laughs> to the sheets, I, it, like it dawned on me, and I said, we're at, we're at Westmoreland Mall right now. Like, why did yeah. we come this far down when we're going to, you know, Greengate Mall? And she's like, it's not at Greengate Mall. And I'm like, we went to Greengate Mall last year for Easter. No, we didn't. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, when we got here, when we got there, after I was like, this is the mall. And she's like, yeah, we weren't here last year. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> yeah. That was Easter. Hey, Larry, you mentioned the, the steak. It was good. Chop steak. Yeah. But when you mentioned the uh, Wonder Bread store, it reminded me of the last time we were in the Wonder Bread store. Uh, do you remember there, there's like just a cockroach on the sign? Do you remember that? There's a giant cockroach. <laughs> no, I don't remember <laughs> it, but I still, I still, I guarantee, wasn't deterred by that at all. I'm still. No, I, you were I'm not. Sure, I bought yes. ten Hostess you, strawberry pies. Yeah. Anytime yep. I went into that store, I was destroying <laughs> strawberry pies. I love those yep. fucking things. I still love yep. them. You left with them with some fruit pies. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. there's just a cockroach right on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't worried about no cockroach. <laughs> Hell no. Healthy uh, yeah, Longhorn. Like I, I can remember. I don't know why it would have been Longhorn or who I was with, or, but I seem to recall like eating there one time. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, it was it was clean inside. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's clean. Well, that's that's half the battle right there. It's clean. Yeah. So the waitress was friendly, which is always yeah, a can't good be thing. Yeah. 
there you go. Well, it looks Shining like there's a. Looks like there's a Chipotle in Fox Chapel. Is that, is that a place you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's only about 15 minutes from here. I didn't even know. Yeah, down by the Walmart. No, oh, maybe there. 20 minutes. No, oh, yeah, I know where that is. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I'm nervous. Don't it up. <laughs> nervous. Because I'm gonna walk in and they'll be like, "Well, what do you want?" And I'll be like, "You'll be fine. No it's... fucking idea what I'm doing." Have you ever been confused at a subway? Because it's the same thing. <laughs> Except there's burritos instead of sandwiches. You know, like, oh, I want ham with lettuce and tomatoes on it. Like, when I go to Chipotle, I don't even know what sort of options I have. I'll walk you through it right now. Do you want white rice or brown rice? Okay, you pick Mm, your rice. And then if you want black beans or pinto beans or Mm, no beans. Black. Then you pick your meat. So far, I could. Could I pass on the beans and the rice? I go. I love white rice. Those. Brown rice is healthier. I go brown rice, no beans so far. Yeah, brown rice, no beans. Right, you can no get beans. Uh, like they have either. like uh, you know grilled peppers and onions if you want veggies instead of rice or beans. Huh. huh. All right, I'm, uh, I'm still out. Pick your meat. All right, chicken, steak, barbacoa. Tofu. Uh, yeah, they got the tofu. I think they call it sofritas, maybe. Seriously, what the fuck is barbarella? Barbacoa, it's like a spicy beef. Spicy oh, beef. All right. I'm out. And then you pick your, your... I'm paying the 30 extra cents. So, so far I got your mild in medium. a bowl. All right. Yeah, your mild, medium, hot salsa. Right. So that's a pico de gallo, a salsa verde, and a red sauce. Get all three. Uh, then they have like a corn mild. salsa. Ooh, that sounds good. Sour cream. Is that spicy? No. Okay, I'd get that. Sour cream. Sour cream for sure. Yeah, all, all kinds of sour cream. Yep. Uh, guacamole and lettuce. Guac is extra. So I mm. guess it's tough so to you, don't get you never get the guac? I guess you don't get the guac. I'll get a, I'll get a guac on a side from time to time. <laughs> ah, sometimes. Now, what does that taste like? I've never had guacamole, really. Really? Yeah, I mean, it tastes like avocado. I don't really know how to tell you what an avocado tastes like if you haven't tasted one. I, I've never really had an avocado either. Like, sometimes I see people putting them on yep. sandwiches and shit, but avocados are good. Fuck, yeah. yeah. They're healthy for you, too, the avocado. Good, healthy yeah. fat. Yeah, like, maybe you shouldn't you go to the in the middle? things. <laughs> yeah, it's got a big old nut in the middle. And you got to cut around it. Yeah, like, if you can you yeah. pop that out? Like, could I pop that out and then, like, then dip my balls in the avocado? Like, would it be big enough to hold my nuts? <laughs> if you have little balls, yeah. No, like, for the summer not, when yeah. it's warm. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Avocados are good. One, I like avocados. They're good. One nut on each side. I don't have to think about this. Because uh, when I used to get yeah. the sushi, Larry, remember, I would always get the avocado roll, like the rice mm. and the uh, the avocado and the seaweed. That's what I would get. Well, how come you don't but eat I'm stuff not... like that anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, depression, probably. I just. Uh... Oh my god. Well, maybe if you ate something <laughs> else, you wouldn't be so goddamn miserable. <laughs> that is an you're like, you're you Groundhog there, yeah. Dang, Mike Dell. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I know. Get some su- sushi. Uh, Maybe at that point you'll fall in love with Andy McDowell. 
<laughs> Andy McDowell, yeah. I liked Andy McDowell. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Nah, nah. <laughs> never, never Andy McDowell. <laughs> I bet she's a fucking bitch in real life. She just seems like you would be. Like the, the kind of like she seems like the kind of woman that would critique you while you're banging her. <laughs> I'm always open for advice. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe afterwards, like afterward, not not in the middle of. I've been there. It's not. It's it's, it's an unpleasant experience. Yeah, I've well, been there. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, yeah. It's always a bad sign when they ask, "Are you done yet?" That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that yeah, one. I hear you. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. Well, on that note, is there anything else to talk about? Um, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. All right. Well, Duffy. Got, uh, Thanks, Duffy. And, uh, I Michigan can't recommend Frank. the super ma- or the supermarket training videos enough. If you got nothing to do, <laughs> it's good stuff. And, uh, thanks to the Ed, and uh, go win a uh, Funko from Larry by predicting the Stanley Cup Finals on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Am I eligible for that? Let's just say, yeah, Tuffy, you're eligible. Yeah. We just need somebody to guess. And the other thing is too <laughs> is that. Uh, if two people come up with the same fucking finalist and pick the same fucking Stanley Cup winner, then whoever fucking sent it first wins. Because you only have one. Well, they could be pick dumb. the <laughs> length of the finals. <laughs> you know, five games, yeah. six games, seven games. I suppose. Yeah, but now, now, now you got all kinds of qualifiers that Frank's trying to work through. I don't know if he's into sports. Well, well, first it's the winner, and if two people have the same winner, it's the other finalist. And if they have the same finalist, it's yeah. the so, length of the series. Mary, Frank, Frank Frank does have two master's degrees. I think he can figure it out. Yeah, but you know, he's also like he's, he's gonna, also working at a pizza shop. He's going to own a building. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, own I own a building. building. <laughs> that would be great. Um, maybe next week, uh, May 17th, that's still, what, three weeks away? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like... That, that, our buddy Dick Belsky's coming on. Look, we booked that show. That show was booked. Hang May on 17th. for three weeks, folks. <laughs> next we're going to definitely talk Cleveland Browns with him. He's got to be pumped. Oh, yeah, we're definitely talking some Browns. Uh, next week, maybe yeah. I'll do top 11 favorite Cleveland Browns players over the years. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Why don't you just say that for Dick Belsky? That's what I mean, Dick Belsky. I'll say this for Dick Belsky. Oh, all right. Uh, I thought you said next yeah. week. Oh, well, but next week, um, I might try and get our buddy Josh Yoe to come back on and talk, uh, recap the Penguins. There's a lot to talk and about. And wrestling. There. Yeah, he does like the wrestling. And maybe uh, throw in some uh, Married with Children trivia, you versus Yoe. Did we ever do that? I think we did. Huh? No, but I would get killed. I haven't watched that yeah. show in such a long time, though. Maybe we'll get some Dejan stories since he's really far removed from it. Because last time we had him on, he had just left. It wasn't too long yeah. after him leaving that site. So he's been gone for a while now. So maybe he'll be like, yeah, that fucking dick one time. He pulled his fucking balls out and stuck them in an avocado. And it was inappropriate. 
And you're like, I knew it would work. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, all right. All right. Um, and probably Mike Dell will watch 11 more movies by next Friday night. Yep. One of which will be yep. Ginger Snaps. <laughs> so go to, uh, you know, edit19.com or 19books.com. However you want. Either one. Yeah, that's what that. Yeah, get your books. Books are fun. Everybody loves them. George R. R. Martin takes years to write them. Mike Dell doesn't sell his books, but he has Todd Teacher's books, which also are books. In a Can you pay with a money order on that but, site? <laughs> yes, send me a money order. <laughs> and I'll, yeah. But get them in quick because I'm only going to the bank once. <laughs> so once, once I go, that's it. Once. I ain't going again. So, yeah. I haven't been to the bank in years. Yeah, I just always, if I have a check, I deposit it in the ATM. I, I never go inside or anything, but I'm going to have to go inside. But yeah, I got direct deposit, so. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't tell you the last time I was at the bank. I might be able to cash it sounds like John Eagle, even. Because, like, I think they have a Western Union, like, thing above their customer service. You know what I mean? So I think what year are you yeah, living in that you're Union. cashing a money order at Western <laughs> Union? <laughs> it's a Western Union <laughs> money order. Uh, that, here's, that's who issues the money order. Here's the money I owe you. Stop. Mm-hmm. Feel free to cash at any time. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the work you did. Stop. Walter. Yeah, that is a good point, Tuffy. Tuffy, do you I'm gonna ride your horse down to the this weekend as well? <laughs> Well, I already read the Wikipedia plot summary during the show here. Um, mm-hmm. I'll see it eventually. I'll just leave Let's it. Let's say this stuff. not spoil for anybody. But yes or no, does a prominent character die? Yeah. Yeah. I figure it's Captain America. I mean, it's like uh, people have pretty much guessed the the main plot points of it. The specifics are all there to be seen, but. You know, the people who everybody thinks are going to die, die, and they pretty much solve the problem the way everybody thinks they're going to solve the problem. So, at least from what I've read. Does it say anything about Black Widow pulling out that beeve? No. Seems unlikely. I'm out. Plus, it's like three hours. I feel like I need to be in my house for that. Yeah, that's, that's my point. I can't sit there because there's also going to be a half hour of previews because yeah. it's such a fucking big movie. It, you're looking at like 3:45 in a movie theater seat. I can't do that. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. You know, all the idiots in there. Everybody's coughing, giggling on their phone. They brought their fucking kids with them because oh yeah, gotta bring the kids to see a Spider-Man movie. God forbid they fucking stayed home. No, they're going to be there, and they're going to be fucking giggling and cackling and eating candy. Fuck these kids. Fuck that shit, man. Fucking kids ruin everything. I can watch kids. Sometimes superhero movies aren't for kids. (laughs) That's 
all I'm saying. I, you know, here's the other thing. Like, if it's after, say, 10 a.m., like, the kids shouldn't even be allowed at the movie theater. It should just be adults only. They can go at 7, and then after that, out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Next week, uh, you know, whatever. Pass the gin, <laughs> Governor. <laughs> I like it. All right, Morgan, he's strong. Let's see who's next. You think you know me? On the stage, I see clearly everything has come to life. What? I'm sorry, I don't know the rest of the words, but I do love that song, Edge. Well, after listening to last week's podcast of awesomeness, I only have one question for you, Edge. What in the hell is mock mania? It just sounds like an excuse for you and Shane to rub up on each other. Because I got a better idea. How about you and I get together and do stutter mania next year in New Orleans? Because I'll be happy to drop you on that stack of dimes you call a nap. But for now, I'm going to go to my kitchen, drink a couple of Steve Weisers, and wait by my phone until I get an email saying I made it to the next round. So I'll see you guys next week. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. On this day, I see clearly everything has come to life. I'm not convinced that wasn't Steve. Okay. That was pretty damn good. I think it, I think if Steve got better, that's possible. It got it did get better. Thank you very much.